Hello and welcome everybody to our very first episode of Dickish at Best, the very first off-topic podcast in the works, the very first real side project in the works for Nartech Gaming. Or for Nartech. Nartech, yeah, I forgot. We, we, we lost Nartech. So Industry. this is, we've teased this <laughs> quite a while now on Triangle Squared, on Reader Mail, in our Discord, on Twitter, anywhere you may follow us. We've been talking about a new side project and this is one of them we still have one more technically in the works that brett's actually being the the leader on on that one and maybe it'll come one of these days yeah <laughs> when but, i do no what <laughs> okay anyways but uh yeah so like this is a really really relaxed really really more adult oriented podcast where it is completely off topic we just basically sit here for an hour and a half to two hours and just uh shoot the shit with each other and catch up and talk about music movies video games everything and i I don't care i'll say the time frame people don't like long podcasts we've gotten told before an hour and a half to two hours is like the sweet spot some people actually said hour or less is better i'm I'm some people though have also said first of all i'm known as the 10 minute man (laughs) Oh, yeah, so this is perfect for you. No, but some people have also went as far as to say they wish our episodes were longer. So what we did with the hour and a half to two hours in the, on the other podcast was kind of like meet in the middle, and it just yeah. works, and sometimes we don't even hit that. And this There's is no kind stress. of more, we're going to groove until the groove runs out. Mm-hmm. It could be an hour some days. It could be an hour and a half, you know, two hours, two and a half hours, three yeah. hours. could be kind of whatever. Yeah, so, you never know. Yeah, for the average, though, you're going to be seeing us for about two hours less, somewhere in Roughly. there. Yeah, but, uh, I think that sounds about right. Sadly, we are still working people. Yep. So, for those that don't know, I am Saul Bridges, one of the hosts of Triangle Square, to PlayStation podcast, and alongside me... Brett Beck. Ooh, I get to do this now. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, I'm the other host of Triangle Square. And then, for people who have watched Triangle Square forever, Blaze has been on two episodes, one proper episode, one bonus episode for, uh, of uh, Triangle Squared. The bonus episode was PSX, PSX yeah. 2017. Yes, 2017. And yeah, uh, anyway, last proper. year. Yeah, uh, so very, he's... Very British term. Proper, proper. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, proper. he is Zaku in the Discord, so if you're in the Discord, you will definitely know who he is. But outside of that, we've talked about him and shown him in random streams and whatnot throughout the, yeah, he's throughout the run of the show. He so. popped in for our E3 stuff last year, which, exactly. hey, you actually... Um, if, depending on when you're taking your vacation for E3, if you are, you could actually probably come over and pop over for like Microsoft and um, Bethesda. If you, you want to chill. Yeah. Yep. Are It'll go- be. Are you going to E3? Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, this no. This is no, a live no. stream. Okay, it's, what we, it's what we do every year. Yeah, no. Sadly, I can't. Okay. I mean, I could take no. vacation. If we that, had the kind of money for you just to pop over to San Francisco for a couple of days, or is it San Diego? I think it's LA, isn't oh, it? You, oh, is it? You don't have the Bitcoin money? I, I still have, <laughs> I have the Bitcoin. I still have some Bitcoin money. I'm not going to disclose how much. Bitcoin. It's actually not Bitcoin. Saul's it's, a Bitcoin millionaire. <laughs> it's uh, Litecoin. What? No, uh, the other one that was small was thirty nine cents, and they got up close to a dollar. Ethereum. Uh, no, no, that stuff no, is expensive. Ethereum. No, yeah. Ethereum. I bought into Ethereum was fifteen dollars. No, yeah. Oh, that's how we're gonna start the podcast no. off. Cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. <laughs> You're not talking about Dogecoin. Either. No, Do- we've talked coin. about it before. You had some too. Yeah. I'm not disclosing what I have and don't have. Wait, mm. I, I, okay, now I'm not going to disclose that. What IP it is. address 1.22. <laughs> uh, anyway, I guess the, what we're kind of going with in the show is it will just be a natural show, like Saul was saying. Uh, and it's no. nice to finally have Blaze in something. Cause I think, I guess, the, the biggest part is Saul and I have said it kind of here and there, but Blaze was originally supposed to be part of this from the get go. Yeah. And it was just that different that things hit different parts of our now. life. 
Yeah, it was before Kyrie was born. Yeah. And she's about to be four. So it was probably four and a half years ago that we started. Well, not quite, but you know. It's whatever our YouTube channel says. Like, if you go back and look and see when the YouTube channel was created, it was That's that when time. we were originally going to do all of this. Yeah. Um, I guess not necessarily this. This one kind of just came about doing well, we fun. Have, but you we, know. We have plans for everything. Xbox, Nintendo, PlayStation podcast, and then an off-topic podcast. Yep. So, you know, it kind of just hit. This is the product of just... I just want to get together and, and have a have good an, reason to screw yeah, around have and an hang excuse out. to talk. And the fact that we already have all the equipment from recording Triangle Squared just made that much easier. The only yeah. thing we had to get was a third mic mm. and then the new mixer for the mic. Yeah, it's not that cheap. But hey, you know what? Our patrons helped us with that, so thank you guys. Yeah. Uh, and also helped pay for Triangle Square to be hosted without us having to dip into our own pockets for once. So, you know what, patrons? We appreciate you. We're like 26 or 7 strong now. It's really we, crazy. We appreciate patrons so much. They already had episode zero. Yes. So, I don't know if we'll ever introduce... I think I'll leave episode zero as a patron. specifically patron reward. If you ever become a patron, you can go back and listen to it if you like the idea of these shows. But Was that audio only? Yes. Okay. We did I not thought. do video. Uh, because we didn't have anything at all set up. We yeah, were supposed what... to have a beautiful pull-down like we do for the Triangle Square set down here, uh, but the people who are making it for me just weren't able to get it here on time. So hopefully it'll be here for next episode. should be. I think we can go ahead and say, for now, we're going to start the show every other week. It'll be a bi-weekly yeah. uh, situation. And what we'll do is it'll be the opposing Friday... Of Reader Mail. Of Reader Mail. So yeah. it'll be Triangle Squared, Reader Mail, Triangle Squared, this. No. It won't be. It'll be the same Friday as Rita Mill. No, it won't. So we're not releasing this. Just, no. Yeah, okay. we're gonna we're gonna tease. We're this, gonna hold it this Friday. That's that's what it was. Okay. The, and then the we're gonna release next out. Friday. So we so technically, you, we're two weeks in the past. You guys. Mm-hmm. How um, how is two weeks in the future looking? Yeah. Let us know. Uh, but anyway, I guess we can finally start this thing off. And uh, let's see. Anybody got anything to say? Somebody know. brought up a pretty cool conspiracy theory earlier, and you know I'm always down to talk about those. Somebody said something cool. It happened okay. to me. It was a while ago today. That's what I was going to say. Is, <laughs> is it the Chuck E. Cheese conspiracy? No, it wasn't. That's a real thing. Like, that's been investigated at this point on the oh, internet. Oh, we talking about this the Sonic trailer? Old has news. this been yeah, corroborated? Sonic trailer. Sonic, trailer. Sonic trailer. Okay, but has the, has the pizza thing Sonic been corroborated? Trailer. Yeah, for any of those, like, just go, go to no, Google that's... and just type in Chuck E. Cheese pizza. And, like, you will see that it looks like, it appears, um, Shane Dawson, who is a YouTuber, he even did like a like a thing about it, and like he literally would order a pizza, and he got it in the video, and it the the shapes were mismatched. They were like shorter than others, and some were longer, some were wider, and it didn't make uh, it wasn't a perfect circle. But that does not necessarily mean that their company wide policy is to do this. People, but people it could have just followed, be one terrible location. People have followed up though all across the world. Do you know how many health violations you would have if of that course. if that came out? Of course. But, you know, that's probably why it hasn't come out yet. Chucky Cheese himself, the mouse, is might be paying, silencing people. Is paying the health inspector. No, he is hitmanning these people. Mr. Uh, Chucky Can we talk Chuck about e. how they Cheese. changed Chucky? The, the Chucky? Yeah, but that's going to happen yeah. with anything, right? But yeah. now, I don't know. Do you like him better as a fully animated character? Or do you remember, like, the old Chucky when he was, like, an animatronic? Which is, while we're talking about Chucky, I guess we could talk about Child's Play, but I don't, I don't know if I necessarily know that I want to get into the I'm fact that... trying to that, figure out how to lean towards the mic and not block Saul out. Just pull that mic down to yeah, you, I'm son. Gonna, Pick it up. You need to get one of these disc bass. We need to do something for you on the mic department, but we'll do that eventually. Yeah, um, so like that's a pizza from Chuck E. Cheese. If you, go, if you Google it and just go look at pictures for those that are listening or watching, it's, it's like... The crust doesn't even line up? Yeah, look at that. If that got delivered to me at a table, I'd be like, why are you giving me this kind of pizza? This is incredibly... I've not, had pizza at Chuck E. Cheese at specifically ours, and it was not like that. This is all different places, and this is all the pe- the same pizza looks like. Like that's how it gets delivered to the table. 
And it's just like they are there's no there's no real reason why if you were a large pepperoni that they're going to cut up multiple larges and put them together unless they are getting stuff off tables and out like old pieces and then reheating them. Now, I'm not saying that's 100 percent true because I don't want Mr. Chuck E. Cheese to sue us, but um, (laughs) defamation. Yeah, but I'm just saying like there's there's reasonable like there's reasonable things that go on that you could question that. What do you think the E stands for? Edward? Like what would it be? You know, because it's Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Eleanor. Eleanor, yeah, Chucky Chuck Eleanor, Chucky Eleanor, Charles Eleanor, Charles, Charles, yeah. We're yeah. getting into like presidential territory here. Yeah. Like that could be the seven hundred president of the United States. Seven <laughs> hundredth man. It, we it went from like Bar the Equinox the fiftieth or something as the president. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, look. Well, we're talking about this. Have y'all seen the? I, I know that Saul. I mean, it's all. I know that Blaze and Jess did whenever we went to uh, see Dance Gavin Dance, but the new Child's Play <laughs> teaser. Um, and they finally revealed uh, what the doll looks like, and the doll looks ridiculous. And some people were saying, you know, I guess I'm curious where you guys stand. I think me and Blaze have talked about this some. I don't know how much me and you have talked about it. I don't think we have. But, like, the thing about, like, right now, movies across the board, and even some games and stuff, I don't feel like it's hitting as badly towards games, thankfully. Uh, and games also exist in a way that they can update it without changing too much, and they can even pay homage to the original in terms of visual aspects, but still update it. Kind of like... <laughs> but kind of like uh, Crash Bandicoot did or like the new Medieval's doing where it's obviously trying to look and feel and capture the essence of the original release while also bring it into a modern age where you can do a lot more. But then you look at movies like Child's Play and the new Child's Play is coming out and people are saying like right now it's like a lot of people are complaining and I don't know. I mean, it does look weird to me but the thing is they're saying like 30 years have passed since the original come out but the doll in the new one looks worse than the doll in the original one. And I think it just looks different. I think the, the so, too. The fact that Mark Hamill's voicing him is also pretty cool. Yeah, but I think what a lot of people are saying, and from what, even what I've seen, I get it, though. It's like, I don't agree that this is true of the original either, but people are saying Chucky is supposed to be a doll that children would want, and he really doesn't look like that in the new mm-hmm. one, but he re- he doesn't really look like it in the original either. He well, always looks kind of creepy. There is, yeah, I was going to say, there are some creepy like children's toys throughout the years, like... Uh, especially like if you go back to like the 1940s and 50s, some of their toys were horrifying. Those dolls. Have you seen, and I can't remember what they're called. I would have to get them. I'm having so much trouble. Well, look, just spin it and then spin the head. But then it's poking me. Well, I don't know what to tell you. We will get better equipment for the next episode. We got two weeks to do no, something. it's just I don't want to be blocking Saul. Because look, if I turn this way. It's, it's, it's just blocking Saul worse, isn't it? Well, no, then my back's to it. Anyway. What'd you do? Riveting conversation. I don't know. Well, um, this is good. I'll just hold it. <laughs> Too bad they didn't bring your Grom here. Just no. so you know, like I'm, I'm sharpening up my skills we for the road. We could put that in the background. It'd fit. <laughs> right between there? Probably. Probably. Open up the window. <laughs> just have it outside. <laughs> now, then everybody would see the tree that you were trying to cut down for the April Fool's thing. Um, anyway, um, what was I saying? I don't know why you said try. I did cut it down. We built a house out of it. So <laughs> we, Yeah, we built the studio. No, Joke's um, on y'all. Anyway... People are wondering about the Sonic conspiracy. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. We'll, we'll get our way back over. I was going to get there anyway, but it's fine. All I'm saying is that right now, I kind of get what people are saying. And the one thing that I thought was interesting that was a takeaway from it, and it's what I've been feeling, but it's the first time I've seen someone else say it just the way I would have put it, which is that they don't understand why this movie is not really aimed at the people that would have seen the original one anyway and come after it. It's really aimed towards the new generation as it's 30 and under since the original is 30 years. And of course it can be people who've watched child's play in between, but it's kind of where I'm at is why are we using so much of remaking movies and changing them up? And when you could just instead go the route of making a new movie 
that's inspired by the original. Well, and then still be unique in its own sense. That way, you another, don't have an overlap. You they're know? still doing another movie series with Brad Dourif, uh, like a separate thing. They're doing a TV show or, with well, the original yeah. creator. So, yeah. like, that's more for like the original fans, and I'm sure that there's going to be some homages to the original fans in this new in movie. This one. I'm just, I'm kind of iffy about it, but I, I'm not. I don't really see movies in theaters anymore, anyways. So I'll just pretty much rent them on YouTube when they come out. Yeah, I think what it comes down to for me though is like Disney is literally remaking every cartoon movie they ever had into live action. Yeah, and it's like, why can't you just do the idea of it, make it inspired by that if you even wanted to, and then just kind of go off and make something new? It just kind of gets to a point where you get tired of seeing the same things over. Well, and over I think again. there's been so many bad Chucky movies or Child's Play movies that like they just want to start anew. I so guess that's fair enough. Huh? A new what? <laughs> But yeah, okay, we can work our way now into the the fact that people think the CGI for the Chucky doll, or even if it's a real doll, I don't know, um, is bad looking. The other side of the spectrum is about the Sonic conspiracy. That so you want to head that out? That they did it bad on purpose, made a trailer just that looked bad just so they can hop up their movie to be, go back to the drawing board so they when they already have it made a different way. I, the only reason I could find that to be true is because it really, like, there are people... And there's no way it vetted through, like, one dude's like, hey, hey, bro, hey, Chad, this looks like shit. Well, like, that's the thing. is <laughs> like, like, surely at least one or two of them was like, come there, on. There are amateur artists on Twitter that have fixed it, and it looked great. Now, obviously, that takes into account, like, you, you have to have this in motion and have 360 3D, degrees. Yep. Yeah. So, but, but still like that makes a lot of sense that like a studio, especially Paramount of all studios could do better than this. Well, Paramount's funding it, right? That's what I'm talking about. That's one of those interesting things about it though, is that Paramount's just funding it, right? Who's the studio behind it? That's something that always changes. Right. It's like, you know, Paramount's just the people who are essentially being a distributor and putting the money behind the movie. But what happens when you go forward you would hope that when you're making a movie like Sonic, and Sonic is such a big series that's been going on for so long, you would imagine like that at least now, some at least. of the people who are on the art team have to be fans of it, right? 25 years, right? Longer than that, man. 25 years is the 90s. But, I mean, wasn't it going on by the late 80s, or was the early 90s when the Genesis hit? No, Genesis uh, it hit 94. I'm right? pretty sure the very first Sonic game came out in 94. I might be wrong. Let's look. No, you're wrong. Because it coming out the same year as A Link to the Past is, like, crazy to me. It's, I, I believe it's 89 or 90. I want to say it's 90 or 91, but we'll see. 92. Okay. Hold on, no, that's Sonic 2. Oh. No, it's going to be 89. I think I think it's 89, Japan, 90. Yeah, because of that's the fact ridiculous. that it would have come over here So uh, 30 years. N- 91 is, is Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Okay. So that's what I thought. It was like right before I was born. So still almost 30 years. That's um, nuts. Yeah. So when you think about it that way... It's kind of like if, not that they would, but if they made a Super Mario movie, Mario is a, a, is a people are, huge swath of people are fans of Mario. You think that people on that are, yeah, I know, but live action and way different, not trying to CGI the character in like, you know, it was trying to make Mario just a normal actor because CGI wasn't really prevalent around that point in time. Uh, He has more practical effects and stuff. Yeah, you like remember what the, the Yoshi in there and the Goombas. The Goombas look the Goombas, the Goombas look like the Lizard Man from Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> But even worse, but you know. Um, oh wait, no, no. My lizard man was amazing. Spider Man one villain, wasn't he? Because yeah, Electra you're right. Was too. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, but anyway, I get there is the credence in your mind at least of being like, 
It's possible that it went through a lot of people. But the other thing I think a lot of people forget is that upper management gets so weird that even if their artists aren't on the team saying, this is what I think he should look like, whoever's at the top who ultimately makes the decision on that side can just go, that's not friendly enough. The kids won't want to see that. And they go and they have all their reasons. And then it doesn't matter what they say. It matters what the, what the head honchos say. And I think that that's one of those things where well, or they're it's doing possible both ways. To get that Sonic movie out of the way. So they can do the sh- movie we all want, Shadow the Hedgehog. The edgy movie? Yeah. See, but the like, thing sure is, enough, rated R, like he's just... <laughs> I don't want to see any he, Shadow He's pouring movie. gasoline on tails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can find that movie on Riding YouTube. by on a motorcycle and striking the match behind him, just... <laughs> and then blowing it up. See, the thing is, Shadow was so cool <laughs> when he came into Sonic Adventure 2, but then that Shadow the Hedgehog game was just like... Whoa, guys, it's like you all got high, listened to Godsmack, and were like, let's make a game. <laughs> Two of Liam's favorite things, motorcycle riding and Godsmack. Oh, that Days Gone playlist thing just killed me yeah. every, every time I saw that. But no, I think that they're, the, the idea, and Kiki was shared this too whenever it first happened uh, and was talking about that, but I think the idea that they obviously took money and a budget and said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to make the entire movie back here, and it's going to have this design, and then we're going to take a small portion of the marketing and we'll cut a version of the trailer to where all the CGI for Sonic in that trailer looks like this. And the idea, of course, would be that because of the backlash, they'd be able to kind of be the hero in this thing and say, we listen to fan outcry. Right. There'll be fans who will be like, I'm going to go watch it just because they listen to us, you know? And then they can re-reveal it. And if it's perfect, fans will be like, this is awesome you and I'm Super part Sonic's of it. Sonic's going to be in it? I don't know, man, because they already have Sonic breaking the speed barrier and blowing out, you know, electricity. (laughs) (laughs) As he runs so fast. Oh, my God. Um, You know, another thing that was funny about that movie is people complaining about the rings being a portal to the Earth, like through the Earth. But what the hell do you run through at each Sonic stage to go to a different stage? That's a different world because it doesn't say it's world two. Makes sense. Special stage. Yeah, see? I get that, too. Whenever I first saw that, some people were like, what are they making these into portals for? They've always been portals as far as I thought. They also came out of certain ring-shaped portals in a certain Avengers movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they were animated similar, too. The way they kind of did the... The little, like, the spiraling effect. Yeah, but I guess, you know, in the trailer for that, it was like the ring was spinning with, like, a little crap around it. But at least you had the ring there physically. Yeah. Which was also weird, but, I mean... Do you think they're going to do a chili dog reference? I bet they will, because they've even gotten to the point... You remember in Sonic Generations at the beginning when Sonic is going (laughs) and he eats a chili dog? He's like, what is this? Yeah, that's a... That was a good game. That was a good game. game. Sonic Generations is great. So I haven't played it yet. Yeah, so anyway, I guess... I don't know. It's funny that the test episode had conspiracy theories. <laughs> I love conspiracy theories. Like, I love talking about No, we're coming about back them. around here. Cryptocurrency, conspiracy theories. Yeah, we're starting this thing off right. Now we got to do... Where's my tinfoil hat? Let's get started with you this. You know, we so should make... Get... Tin... <laughs> Anytime we transition to a topic, we're going to pull out our... <laughs> Have a little soundboard that we start to use. Go over the board. Um, Can I make mine look like Jughead's? You know, little crown hat? Jughead? You know, you know Buckethead? Who... Jughead. RG Comics. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Eats a lot. Yep. Saul. 50 years old. Saul. Yeah, Saul, and he's still skinny somehow? Professional eater. I am I am hungry again. Like, I should have actually gotten a You're hungry little, again? Yeah, like, I actually should have gotten something to eat at Wendy's. But that's good, though, because whenever I leave here, we're going to go get, like, dinner. And Okay, and you and your wife can yeah. be happy. 
And you get to eat. And then watch Game of Thrones and be sad because this is the last episode and it's going to be bad. I just World's have a feeling. smallest violence. Okay, so you have me and Blaze. I think Blaze got further than I did. I've watched season one I of Game of Thrones. Seasons. There's so he many character three. arcs they've set up. That and this is season just, eight? Yeah, okay. that they are just abolishing. Like, mm. so many cool things that could have been redeemed with other characters. See, it's funny no. you say that because this just goes so with someone who doesn't watch and kind of just sees both avenues you're saying that and I've seen a couple other people that are kind of just saying that but then I've seen a lot of other people saying they've built up to this and foreshadowed this the entire series they, not with everybody they have in character development there are some characters I'm of course I don't know what's happening so. I'm not going to say because just in case this comes out a week after the final episode so <laughs> I'm not really worried about it spoilers, technically spoilers. two weeks actually you know what yeah I'll just say it right nope, here nope. I'll say a spoiler for no, one character no, no, we're, they're not going to know dickish. until two weeks we're not after. assholes we've, cut, we've made say, this clear with the theme a, song well there's a certain character <laughs> There's a certain character. We'll have to re-edit. He, he dies at the end of the last, the second to last episode, episode seven, Someone I think, died. or five, whatever it is, five. Uh, okay, fair enough. That, yeah, that was pretty. Somebody died at the end of the second to last episode of the season or series, I guess. And his character arc was built up so much better than his death and why he died and his motives of going to where he died at and everything about it. The writing was terrible. The. Um, arc was completely reversed. There was things that he said in the episode before that that didn't make any sense. It contradicted things he said, but in the past. Why don't you do a Saul reviews? I could. <laughs> I could because I've been with this show since it was coming out, and this is not good. Like compared to everything else, there are other characters in the show that, like, yeah, that actually kind of makes sense, and yeah, I can justify that. Yeah, that one's a little bit of a stretch, but I can like see sometimes it. there's enough vague area in between yeah. that you can see how the connection would have been there. This character, like, imagine having. A Imagine bad dragon. guy, and him start to redeem himself to be good, and it starts to work out. You then you actually do what any good writer will have, and you start feeling bad for him, especially coming from a bad spot. You hated this guy. Now he's starting to redeem himself. And Vegeta, yeah, Vegeta. And then imagine Vegeta just getting <laughs> killed by Krillin at the last episode, <laughs> in the middle of his redemption arc. Yeah, yeah. That's about what this is. This is literally, what it feels like to you. Yeah, this is this is a character. Technically, Krillin almost killed Vegeta in the Frieza saga. He didn't though. But that was also the Frieza saga. Actually, and he, he was told still, him to do it. Actually, I'll just say it this way: Imagine Vegeta going back to his loved one that was his, you know, his wife, and then him dying because a building collapses on him. Not that a <laughs> character killed him, but a building collapsed on him. Uh, Fred, Fred, and George, and Harry Potter. There you go, right there. Spoiler, got spoiler alert! Got killed by a wall. No, well, not, for, not both of them. One of them did. Yeah, the cat, they got the wall fell on top of them. No, he was under the rubble. Yes. No, maybe maybe George because Fred died first. It was didn't one. He? Th- one of them. One of them. So, I forget them which one. One of them died. I thought that, I thought by the end of Hollows they both died. No, no. there was one that was no, like one shot has and... to live without because there's yeah that's, they, they that's play what makes it sad. Boy. Okay, that's right. Yeah, because if they killed them both, it's like oh okay. Are you sure he died by a wall? I thought he got no, hit he in was the head under... like with a spell. No, he and lost his ear and everything. He was underneath rubble like they were holding him out of the. I've been I've been to be fair. It's been it's been so long since I've read those books, and I know the movies kind of <sighs> deteriorate there. But yeah, it's imagine Vegeta. Let's ask Lord Google while you're talking. Imagine Vegeta. Becoming the ultimate redemption, then becoming friends with Goku and having a heartfelt conversation with Goku, and then pursuing something he shouldn't be pursuing that you disagree with that is fundamentally against his character due to his redemption arc, and then dying because of rubble. Okay, but 
It makes it different because he's a I, re- I really wish, I know, but there's also the thing I wish I knew what was going on so I could have a little bit more of an in-depth conversation with you, only because uh, using Vegeta as our test template, one of the greatest things about Vegeta's story arc is his story arc specifically as he goes through all of Dragon Ball Z, right? And then when you get to the Boo Saga, which was a primarily bad saga, but the one good part of that is the entire Majin arc right. and the way that the, the Majin thing happens. And it's weird because you kind of understand it all. Right, it's like you understand where Vegeta is coming from. You also understand why he's doing well, what he's doing, that, and you also understand. And then he has another redemption arc within that as well, before he does inevitably actually die. Well, that's the thing, though, right? Is that like that? But death is also not permanent in one of these shows, and right. it is in your show. So I get that too. Well, There's it's more also the way of how dying. Yeah, sure. He, didn't he still sacrifice himself in the end of the Boo Saga? Huh? Well, in the he he essentially dies while he's Majin, and then he comes back with Goku. If I'm remembering the series right, it has been a while. Yeah, it's been about um, as long since I've read Deathly Hallows. <laughs> yeah. Then I've watched the Boo Saga. But yeah. yeah, it's one of my things that's like, he was built up so well, and he was one of those villains that you love to hate in the beginning, and then then you saw him almost becoming good, and you and then you saw him become more humane, and then you saw him actually become good, and then you saw him fulfilled, in these, especially just in the last couple episodes. It's like you're seeing more and more out of him. You're seeing a romantic side out of him with somebody else. You're seeing everything that you wanted to see, and then he craps all over that, and then goes back to where he nobody wanted him to go to, and then he dies at that spot with the person that nobody wanted him to go back to. It's just like one of those things that's just like, why would you do that? That's not even tragic. The writing for it is more tragic than this. Yeah, I don't know. Are it you was Fred? It was an explosion. I, I, I just, told you. I well, forgot. No, an explosion, and it specifically said the wall was on top of him afterwards. So take what take from take that. It out. Yeah. Either either way. I mean, shrapnel. The the explosion ex- could have explosion, killed him. The or force the, wave. Well, the other one. I don't know. I'm. I don't have a PhD well, saying, in that universe. <laughs> you're very glad you didn't. At this point in age, but um, don't you have a Harry Potter tattoo? What? No. Okay. I mean, even if he did, it like, wouldn't surprise me if he did. No, I don't. I was if, just curious. Even if he did, that wouldn't no. matter. Like, you, you can forget things about series. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm just no, saying. I like, I was just saying in my mind, I was like, I was going to say, I trust Blaze's anything he had to say about no. Harry Potter more no, than I like a lot Harry of people. Potter, I, know. I was never one of the like, oh my god, yeah, but no, I was. Like, I used to love Harry Potter. Like, I've read all the books multiple times. It's just, it's still something I haven't read in so long that it's like, you watch, you read the book, then you watch the movie, and things are different, and then you, your realities become mixed on what's where it came from, where like what was the source material. I, I think the bigger problem that happened there is that it, it also depends on how you because you you can enjoy certain things right, and then enough time passes that you don't remember them exact, and then when they change small things, it doesn't matter as much yeah. to you. But one of the big things about making a movie while a book is in a really popular story arc. Or in terms of while there's still active books and they're being written, very much like Game of Thrones. I was about to say situation. this sounds like you, yeah, this could work for Game of Thrones. Uh, Maybe but they should do Game Harry of Potter Thrones at Brotherhood. Least. Actually, there's actually so, somebody <laughs> legitimately said that on the Game of Thrones Reddit. They were like, they said, take what R.R. Martin was going to do, which apparently it no, was. He, he's going to die before those books come out. Yeah, he's still working on the. F- no, he's four. not. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying that's what he says. Like, there's still two more books in the works, I think, that he has to do on top of the third one he has working on now. Patrick Rothfuss, I swear, just can't. who? Who is that? What does that sound? The familiar? King Killer Chronicles, The Name of the Wind. Okay, um, yeah, that's a lot of books in his, though, isn't it? No, no, it's it's six books, right? No, is that that one no, you no, were no, listening no, no, to no. as an no, audiobook? Yeah, I've listened to audiobook probably eight times each back yeah. when I was working. I've always wanted to read them, but um, are you sure there are six books? No, it's two books. Two? Yes, it's two. What am I thinking of? Well, the set, but to be fair, and even him, he's defended himself from criticism by saying, you know, people are complaining about how long it takes. His second book had 
I forget how many words it was, but it was more um, more words than you know the th- technically Lord of the Rings is one big book, but you know three yeah. the three Lord of the Ring books put together. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, it's a it's a big. Is it a good um, is it a good series to get into, or is it one? No, of those? It, it's an awesome series, but it's just like it's one of those things. Like, is it even going to have a payout at this point? Here well, I think that's the big that's the big um, problem right now with Game of Thrones is that like we're finally getting the payout, and the payout is just done bad. Well, and even that, if this is what George R. R. Martin wanted, the writing is bad. Like, there's was well, he consulting, or how does that? I work? don't think so. It's literally D and D who's doing it. Um, well, the the second, or I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to tell you the second book's audiobook is forty um forty three hours long. <laughs> that's, that's like a week. And that's I've a week's li- worth of work. I've listened to it like four different times. See, I want a good the first, the first one's twenty seven hours, but to put it look, I have all these books right here. Put it in comparison, Fellowship is about nineteen hours, Two Towers is sixteen hours, and Return of the Rings eighteen hours, and that's with retarded songs. Like they there's songs in oh, the Oh yeah, books. I forget there are songs and in the book. There's songs the, the in the best Hobbit. audiobook that by this narrator, oh, Rob Inglace. Yeah. But he sings the songs and it's like, okay. And you'll press the 15 second. I'm like, okay, come on. Keep on coming. Yeah. Uh, who is the guy? Is it in the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings that he um, walks around and sings? And he wears like basically. Tom Bombadil. Yeah. Is, is that Lord of the Rings or is that Hobbit? That's Lord of the Rings. Okay. Was he in the Hobbit? Nope. Okay. See, that's one of those things that like, I'm getting mixed up where I was. Because I know he's not in any of the movies. In the Cimmerillion. Cimmerillion, yeah. Cimmerillion. What a name, man. I remember, I was like, what, what was he thinking? Is it like, I have to come up with a name for a... What, do you even, what would you even call it? What's the, like, if you had to say something close enough in the real world to what it's trying to be, I think which is like does, a compendium of short stories. Doesn't it stand for something? Lore out. Maybe. Like, Cimmerillion is like... Uh, it's supposed to be Elvish or something? I don't think something? it's Elvish or no. something, but it's, it's like... Um, it means it's like it's another tongue that means like I feel like Michael has might have told me this like what it was and I just can't remember I don't know it's probably something you can Google but we don't yeah, need to just yeah. necessarily be Googling. slaving over to Google. Google while we're talking about that Blaze but <laughs> why are you going to talk about my laptop man <laughs> because it's more funny definitely for people that know you even a little bit it's going to be funny for them because anybody that knows enough about you and if nothing if, even if it's not necessarily primarily about you primarily about your dad watch your words sir is that Anytime, like I remember Blaze was like, hey, what do you know about the MateBook Pro X? And I was like, oh, it's a good laptop, but it's made by Huawei. Uh, and Huawei are the people that are in trouble because of the stuff about spying and their stuff being used to spy on the U.S. government. But, and the daughter being involved with some big conspiracy. I can't remember it all off the top of my head right now. Uh, but she was like held because of it. And the CEO was like, oh, we weren't trying to spy. And now Huawei's coming you, out and saying that they would be willing to sign a no spy agreement where they just promise not to spy oh, the, on people okay. in America using their items. But what this led to was pretty interesting because, of course, what it comes down to, I told Blaze that. I was like, hey, that might be something you want to know, primarily because Blaze is raised by a man who believes that any time that that's something that's even on the table, you just avoid it completely and just push it over and then I go love, about your business. I love talking to people about that, too, like, especially ones that are not, not saying your dad is, but off the deep end on that kind of stuff, like where they, they believe that anything you buy, everything that you see, everything that you say is well, all like 100% Well, my, my defense to that, whenever you send me a message back about it, I said, well, that's pretty much everything now. Because, I mean, what, what's come up on the Facebook stuff all the time? There's like, oh, we have all this information. We don't do nothing with it. But, I mean, it, there's constant, like, it's all the way back to, I guarantee you, you know, they can say it, you know, like when you talk about certain things, and everyone's had it happen where you talk about something stupid or that with someone, and then all of a sudden you get advertisements for it. 
mm-hmm. on your phone. That, that, that yeah. actually happens to me, which is weird. It's like, at the point happens where to you everyone. can't. Yeah, it's there's like anything on those. Yeah, all that information in the Google, all the pictures on our Google Drive that we share, all that's there. My whole thing is just at this point, you can't avoid that, but you can retain what you share in it. And the same thing with my phone and you know laptop, everything. I just kind of keep it. Keep it cool. There's well, a, uh, the problem is, right, is that your phone's constantly on you. So yeah. if they were spying, it's not even at that point up to, kind of like the listening thing. At that point, it's not about what you've typed, right? Because you can always go, well, if I don't want my phone to know that about me, for whatever reason, I can just not put it in my phone. But if your phone's listening to you, now that argument exists across all phones. It doesn't yeah. matter who it is. But if your phone's listening to you, that's a problem. And then the problem with that is, even if they are spying on you, who's it going towards? A lot of the people's problems with Huawei and why there was a ban on using them are essentially like, uh, don't use them if you're in America, they would, they would say that, is because... It was the Chinese government, and in their mind, they're saying, well, you're essentially giving like the ability to take our common information and be able to use it against us. And technically, I mean, yeah, you, some people are like, well, what would they do with knowing what pant size I wear and stupid shit like that? But it's like at some point, well, that stuff could be used against you, the, right? I was setting up that laptop I bought for Hadley. Yeah. And God... It, like you have to unclick so much stuff whenever it's setting it up for you. it's like oh well do you want to report this stuff and well we'll oh, monitor yeah. your purchase history but it's just so we can t- target your they'll even tell you so we can target your ads so yeah. you can see what you want and I was like Jesus Christ yeah, no <laughs> yeah. was it a Chromebook no it no was, it was a Lenovo wasn't it it was a Lenovo and see I don't remember having to do that with my laptop like I know it's that, a Windows 10 thing I had to do it on. It is, it is. I remember a having to go thing. through and remove like the the usual bloatware that comes on there. There's a there's a guy that comes into uh, where I work a lot, and he he tells me now that he's told everybody this that our lives are predetermined by AI, and like <laughs> that we that uh, I like it, that one. This is the, his conspiracy. In the, yeah, in the future we created AI that was so good that it essentially uh, traveled back in a time in a sense that showed us how to make it so then we would be on that destiny to, sh- to make that AI again so that it could take everybody over and they said that everything that you do is it's, it's not determined by God but by AI in the future so AI would be the God that we a- technically a- a- are AI is leading the human uh, race to its creation basically that's it's such that, a weird like well, that makes no sense because what you just said and yeah, I'm not do you want to argue you. with the crazy person yeah <laughs> no you don't because those arguments are the most <laughs> fun invite them on well look I guess the the bigger thing about that, right, is you're exactly right. Everything that we do right now, and, and people have talked about this a lot, but a lot of people don't think about it, which is uh, all the stuff that you get for free isn't free. Well, there never is. is. You're it's giving just something, like, yeah. and what it is is what you're willing well, to like offer is set up information. Laptop. All I had to do was put in my Gmail, my password. That, that computer has every password to all my everything. Already my, on it. Yeah, already on it. My PayPal, everything. I didn't have to do nothing. Yep. So all that info is there. What I spend my money on, the stupid things I buy, there. So it's just kind of like, hey, at this point. Just yeah, at some point they know. But that's also crazy is how much we've been. Just don't talk about where you keep the cash in the wall. <laughs> okay. Um, Only chumps keep it in the or wall. Your, or your Bitcoin wallet. Yeah, no. If you're real about it, you go and dig a hole in your background, seven foot deep. You put it in a metal container. No, Fire, fireproof lock boxes. Everybody <laughs> also knows that you don't ever put all your money in one spot. No. You choose multiple, you multiple spots. <laughs> yeah, for those wondering, just go out to Lake Ride Patman Beach or go book. to the Exxon. <laughs> I can write a book. <laughs> Dude, you really think about how hard that would be. For people that you like, how crazy would they be if they just started digging holes in the backyard? What the hell are they, they using them oh, no, to, hey, to they, mark that they, they, they know? Find, they, they finally find where I buried it. They open up. 
It's all magic cards. <laughs> no, there is this. There's no cash here at all. But then, and then they just throw them away. And then later they're looking. They're like, I wonder what that one card was worth. $3,000. My favorite Ask Reddit question of all time was that you will have unlimited money and resources for the rest of your life. And you will live a healthy life until you're 100. If you could outscape every single human being in this world, where would you go? So you're basically you out escape. Yeah, like escape from like nobody escape. can find you. You get you get 24 hours and you have to hide from every human being in this world. Oh, and if okay. you get found, then you lose and you lose nothing really. Like you just lost. Yeah, it's no but loss, it, but a lot to gain. Yeah. So like, what would you do to hide yourself? And then that's every human. That's FBI, CIA, um, KGB. They're all looking for you. KGB. See, the problem with that is you have to hide yourself, right? Because if if anybody helps you, they know. Yeah. Well, and, and like that's you thing have to you have your really Google location no turned off for a long time so oh, dude, they don't no, know your normal I mean, route. Don't even put no, I'm your talking about, no, I'm talking about they know your normal route. Oh, I'm talking about that, dude. Keep, turn my phone off and leave it somewhere else. Go in the backyard, dig a fucking hole, get into it. a casket, bury myself. You see, you got to think about it, though. Is that like they, they know. Everybody knows who they're looking for. So like they could easily find where you live and then just like, well, we're going to go. That's the first thing they're going to go do. They're yeah, going to look at traffic cameras. They, there's so many things. Like what you got to create a 100% foolproof plan. And no matter what, see any, the upside is my backyard. There's no traffic cameras pointing that just, direction. Yeah, just, but it's your backyard. They're going to tear your house apart looking for you. Nah, man. Yeah, we should restart this podcast. Just make it a conspiracy theory podcast. Yeah, the whole so, thing. Yeah. Well, Not this even, isn't more of a conspiracy. They're just like, what would you do? Yeah, but that's a good. It's question. in the same vein, though. Of like, don't see, keep your cell phone on you. You ever think about like even what your if, car has GPS now? Like. Yeah, but see, here's the big thing, right? Build your own home. Build your own home with a hiding... And don't tell anybody. This is how, but this would be the way that you'd set up for if this ever happened down the road. This is for the future, though. This is like... This, the conversation, though, is like, right now, where would you go? What would you do? How would you escape? But this house thing, has been that, around for a long time. But the, land, think, but the land would be in someone's name that would be connected you'd to you. You'd buy your lumber from a lumber store, like no. Home Depot, and they would... I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, like, if you built your own house that you live in every day, but you built a hidey hole that no one else knows about. Hidey <laughs> <laughs> hole. hole. You have... Hidey hole. You have... Listen, everybody... Dude, this I'm, is actually, I love that idea. I've always wanted... Like, this house already exists, so I can't do much about it. But if I was ever going to build a new home, which I probably won't, I love this house, and I probably will always keep it. But if I was ever going to build a new home, uh, because we had to, like I said, we got to say this actually worked for us and we were able to move to somewhere. I wouldn't want to move somewhere crazy, but if we were able to move somewhere with a little bit more opportunity for us uh, in that regard, if we got to a point where it was a feasible thing, and I was able to have enough money to build my own house. I've always wanted to build a house where you have something where you can go into and hide. Right. Just well, in case you need see, to. We need a whole episode if we're going to talk about one. <laughs> but see, that's the thing, though, is that, like, you think my, about it. My it, homestead it, plan. Everybody in the world's looking for you. You're going to have people who are, like, uh, professionals in this field. Like, to, to find people okay. who have been kidnapped, to find people Here, who have been But hiding. here's the other thing, right? There has to be logistics. It's only 24 hours. Right. How do you get everyone in the world? So, realistically, it can never be everyone in the world because you can never get them all here Understanding who you are, what they're looking for, understanding how to right, even get around in here. So many people. But like, let's just take just, a forensics es- expert from yeah, like, okay. our local police force. If That's you what I was going to say. Hole, so to make it more, it. to make it more logistically <laughs> Boy, reasonable, right? <laughs> <laughs> to make it more logistically reasonable, right? You could say like, uh, I live on Arkansas side. All of Arkansas is looking for me for 24 hours. A- any citizen who's in Arkansas, any professional I mean, in Arkansas. Yeah, but like, well, that's already a million. So like, that's already over a million people so looking like, for you. So, like, let's say though, what would you do? Like, if this was the case, where would you go? I can't tell you because if this ever happens, <laughs> then it's the same as like a zombie. Like, you have 24 hours before the zombie apocalypse. What would you do to prepare? Uh, that's a good one. I would go to Blazes because I don't own enough guns. Um, I would be sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> gonna put me on the spot like that huh? well i was talking about really there's a re- i'd go to blazes because of the entirety of the situation i'd be like all right oh, normal so, so food storage out. is crazy until <laughs> hold on i never said it was crazy Red beans are rice. How nasty a lot of that food that ends up coming to it is crazy in my mind right now. But when you're in that famine mind, you go, I don't know. That spam, spam does sound- look pretty good. Hey, spam is good. Like- spam is only good oh, if no, you're starving to hey, death. Spam is good, but the off-brand spam that you get for food yeah, stores. Yeah, I didn't even know there was off-brand spam. Oh, no, dude. Yeah. We you, found, we what is found called? bone bits in one of them. Dude, if you take it, it, spam, it is potted meat, and you spry, and what's called potted meat, potted you fry meat. it up and you yep. season it right. You throw like spam strips and mac and che- or shells and cheese, and they're all seasoned nice. You can't even taste like what the original spam tastes like because you seasoned and, fr- and fried it. Well, then that's like saying it's like that, ham at that. That's point. like saying you could eat a dick if you just fucking. <laughs> but well, I'm just saying there's a little salt cooked and up pepper right. on there's, there. a, there's a negative stigma against spam, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna spam advocate. This, we made spam fried rice before with white rice, spam, uh, soy sauce, like green peas, uh, carrots, all kinds of stuff, and then you add in like sriracha, soy sauce, and stuff like that. I was just saying, and you season it real well, garlic, put some onions in there. Delicious fried rice, and you would never realize what you're eating. Well, hold on, Th- that, that ties back in. <laughs> that ties Same back works in. with the dick. <laughs> you fried up rice. Right that's Ooh, it. This though, calamari's right? a little tough. But that's it, right? Though, because spam has a bad name because it's like, oh, it's potted meat. And first of all, it's not potted no, meat. No, I'm it's saying this spam has a bad name because no, spam is disgusting. No, but this, this only when it's the only when people literally slice out a can of spam. This doesn't even look like spam. This isn't solid. This is cat food looking. Oh. Yeah, like, but like, but I'm, I'm dead serious. It look, it's most people in their lives say whatever. spam is bad because they've had like literally this the grandpa. Sure, no, this is sure enough. The, the horse and, and pig, pig asshole. No, my like, grandpa would do it based on he would make it like uh, you know how like my grandpa used to make fried bologna. Yeah, and he would do the same thing with spam. Yeah. See, that's that's different though because he probably didn't season it at all. No, he would. Grandpa, right. dude, grandpa anyway, was back all to, back into. To the, back the, the to salt and pepper. Going out to my dad's to hide is what you said. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would just be because, A, I know the location, and I do feel like familiarity somewhat gives you an advantage. There's an underground tunnel. <laughs> there is. That connects to shop buildings. Did I ever tell you about that? No, I didn't. I mean, I know I mean we filled it up. Yeah. <laughs> but, There's like, no- plenty of room, easy to reinforce. If you had to, you could reinforce it pretty mm-hmm. easily. Uh, if things are going to be crazy, this is of course in that situation. The oh, bigger no, thing already is, we've got... already talked this. We, me no. and Blaze, have had this conversation a ton of times. I can't even imagine how many times Norval has had the thought just run through his head, and he just double checks. I can do this. Does Norval do this. run drills? I, do I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, he's he, talked about it, but he's essentially like I'm not saying he's to the point where he for real thinks it's going to happen. He's just erring on the side of caution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's what it is. It's preparing just to prepare. That's all it comes down to. And you know, I don't necessarily think that that's dumb. The biggest argument I could see someone saying is that if it never happens and you essentially wasted your time, mm. but I don't necessarily think that has to be true, right? I think no. that's more important than No, money. food storage is very... That's Well, not even that. I mean across the board. Well, Preparing like, for even mental uh, pre- even mental exercises that you go through of like, if this happened, what well, would I do now? Well, we already, we already have that. the plans for tornadoes, all that stuff. Exactly. And there's and so what that comes down to is even Zombie if it box. doesn't... Even if, a, <laughs> even if a tornado never hits, you have your plan of what you would do. And if you never have a tornado hit you in your life, like I haven't, then you just kind of go, okay. Yeah. But no, we, we but at least we had it. But that's got to be healthy for your brain, day, right? Yesterday. No, that was a funnel uh, cloud, but it never uh, actually did yeah. anything. We've never had a tornado touch down in our city limits. We've been alive, I don't think. No. So, like, that's that's one of those things. But it's always, there's a, a saying, The surrounding like, cities tend to get to be it. prepared. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, there's been, um, there's been a tornado in um, uh, Decap. One drop down in Atlanta 
few weeks back when it was flooding. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess two weeks ago I've, when it was flooding. In the almost 30 years I've been alive, I've never seen a tornado hit the ground here. I've seen funnel clouds. I've seen three or four of them. Yeah, they um, formed. Yeah. But I also think in terms of the preparation thing, though, I think having that mindset, it's also just got to be healthy for your brain, right? I mean, it's kind of kind of tap into something that's like primal, primal in you of yeah. like, just what do you do when these things happen? Go. And it's like it, the more that you exercise that part of you, well, I think it's the same for. It's got to be healthy, right? Same I mean, for people going camping, right? Like, yeah. Like to get out there with low tools and resources, and then to minimalist, find, and, yeah. yeah, and to find your way to have like a little, like even like a cook stove or a camp stove. I mean, it's like that takes some skill to use, unless you're using like a propane one with a clicker that just starts. Well, yeah, like a you, lot of them are ones that like you can get that little the windshield, and then you just throw the windshield down in the coil, and then you put a little fire on it. Yeah, and, yeah. It, it gets weird. I mean, I know a lot of people. It's different who do, than going and turning a knob on your stove, is what I mean. Like it's a different, it's a different change of pace. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, but a lot of it, some of it comes down to how weird they've made it. I think that there's a real thing about real survival skills, which I feel like most people do not have, which is like the ability to actually go out there and be like, how do I start a fire myself, well, nothing else? That's the thing, right? Is that like, at that point, there was not that big of a gap in between <laughs> the lives of that well, so you, versus what they lived 20 years ago. But now the gap is so could, big, it's become this thing of camp stoves being the like a, a, an equivalent of that. Well, you do preparedness things to cut out the need like it's good to know it but to even cut out the need like lighters you know we have those stored up too yeah yeah because there's no reason they should they can't dry out as far as i know well yeah, so as I mean, long as you keep them in in uh, reasonable the conditions can they have the butane well, but then even then out. you can the size of a chapstick container you get flint fire starters yeah i mean yeah hell see um, that's the one thing even has a couple of you know, the, the the flint tools for the old for, stick the yes. welding yep like yeah. minecraft what? No, no. This is the. It's called a striker, yeah, you and just, you do it when you're welding. Uh, actually, for yeah, acetylene like, it's torch, like a little it's, cap and flint, right? Yeah, it's for that's acetylene what, that's what torch. What you use in Minecraft? It's like light things on fire. Oh, but it's it's a little different than that. But no, this is actually like I a don't little. Think it is. This is a metal spring <laughs> that comes around, and it has. It's actually not even flint. It's actually just textured metal. Flint and steel. I mean, it's not, but it's not flint. It's just textured metal, oh, okay. and all it does is spark, just enough to make the gas. Well, I think uh, that's all it does in Minecraft too. Is it sparks? Yeah, and it just happened to spark it on and grass. That, and flint still is how you would originally do that. You just yeah, but that, and that's the the classic one handed con. Like yeah. honestly, me and Annie have been talking about going back cap back camping, uh, backpacking camping lately. I'm mm-hmm. like just like going up to Millwood or Lake Rapatman, and then just like walking out three or four miles into the campgrounds that are way out three or four miles and then just setting up camp for the night with like a sleeping hammock or a tent. Or we it's can all nicer. go to the go camping in Denver and do our spirit journey. Well, it's... <laughs> yeah, I don't say mushrooms are illegal. There's right a now. rattlesnake, so I have to kill it. <laughs> uh, but no, I think... Really, if, I mean, that's not a bad idea, and it's it's good to do that every now and then. Just make sure you can. Right. Uh, but I'd probably do it somewhere a little prettier. Double it, right? Make it to where well, Millwood's it's... really pretty. The, the The white bluffs are out there. No, Millwood's our lake, isn't it? No, Mil- that's no. White Park Patman. Right, Patman. Millwood, you're right. Millwood is Ashdown. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're that right. has the white bluffs out there that are really, really pretty this yeah. time of year. Like you're right. The sun, with how being with how sunny it is, how clear the skies can be. In, See, in, I was thinking something like Albert Pike or going up towards where your dad's at. Albert Pike is is pretty cool. Um, I've camped out there probably around what? sometimes. And there's also a lot of trails and stuff. Some of them there's, are hard, like the winding staircase and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I'll say there are a lot of trails out there. However, there is um, that that the water hole area that place got shut down. Didn't yes, it? Okay. because of the floods. See, that's why I would you can't go. you can't no, camp on that bottom. It didn't get shut down because of floods, did it? Yes, it did. A lot of people died. Well, that's what I, I knew people died, but was it because of the flood? Okay. Yeah, they got caught in it. massive flood. Gotcha. So it's unsafe for anybody to be down yes. there. Yes, that's why like, nobody camps on the ground layer anymore because you used to be able to camp right on the bed. And then now, like, was and it a they dam do or spillway malfunction? No, because it's never flooded like that there, has it? No, it's just crazy weather, man. Wow. 
but that's why they kind of stopped doing it. I don't know if it's that, but you know, like when it rained so heavily the other day and was flooding in my backyard, yeah, uh, I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I wonder how Albert Pike is right now. It's like, is this kind of the mindset they were in? Like, just because it, it, that was happening during the day, but the flood that hit the other, whenever everybody died uh, from that, or not everybody, but you know, a large chunk of people died. Everybody, everybody <laughs> died. Everybody died. But you know, whenever people died because of the flood, it happened in the middle of the night. That's gonna be your Game of Thrones ending. Everybody died. I'm the sure. end. Realistically, that's a lot of shows ends, right? It's like everybody dies or they essentially die or they go do something that's worse than living, worse than dying, you know? But, um, yeah, I don't know. Camping is a really interesting thing. Blaze, have you gone anytime recently Not or recently, is that even something no. that you do? I don't really have a huge interest in it, but at the same time, I understand the mental need to make sure no, that you we, can do something. Like um, that. The, with the kids being their age, it's like if we get a kid-free night, there's other things we want to do besides go camping. But now the kids are getting older. Um, in fact, I told you, you about that camping set I bought, I found, right? Yeah. It came in a cooler. <laughs> and it had a six-person tent, two queen-size air mattresses, two hammocks, and it came inside a cooler, and it was like 150 bucks. That's really cheap. Yeah. That's how, really how, cheap. Have you actually pulled the tents out no, to see how they work I out? I was thinking this weekend, since it's been so cruddy and rainy, mm -hmm. about putting it up in the den just to... See how it would be. Well, yeah, just let the kids play in it. Yeah. Well, I was also curious, like, how big are they? How nice are they? Oh, no, they're not. Is that they, even they, something they you're had, worried they about? It, they had it set up there, like, you know, everything. Oh, so you could see it before Where you bought it? Where was it What? Um, Academy. Oh, okay. I had a feeling. Yeah, see, I know Academy does stuff like that. Does that other place that kind of acts like somewhat like a tractor supply, does it have stuff like that? What? Uh, um, I can't remember what it's called. The new place that Jonathan works at. We have a new place like that? Yeah, it's out on it's King's at, Highway. There you're at Woods. At Woods, yes. I didn't know if they had stuff it's like that. Nice. They're, 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 they're more of just a tractor supply. They're more of a feed. And, and they're, they're, but they've Amish got like furniture, lawnmowers. isn't it? No. 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 Amish furniture is out anyway. We have an Amish thought, furniture place? Yeah, we yeah, do. It's, it's, oh, it's that it's one that we passed, right? I thought it's the one on North Richmond Road. We have one in town? Yeah. There's one on the way to Scotty's. You know that. Yeah, I guess I don't consider that to be town, but I guess you're probably right. It's North Richmond, right? Like heading out to Wambi. Wamba. Wambo. Um, Wambo. That's, 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 a, that's a, yeah, people say Wambi. And I, I used to say Wamba, and they corrected me, like, it's not spelled that way. My it's W-A-M-B-A. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like it's, it's I call it's that Wamba. That <laughs> um, then again, Arkansas, I would never pronounce Arkansas unless I was raised here and knew that it was pronounced that way. Because if you look at it for all intents and purposes, it's Arkansas. Um, but what are you going to do about it? Um, but no, I didn't know we had the Amish furniture place. I know that you were talking about that one, but I thought that that was somehow. No, it's, it's pretty close. I mean, what is Scotty's? Is Scotty's the one that's a, going a, out when you're on 82 on Texas side? Yeah, it's like when you're going out to Redwater. Redwater, yeah, you're right. So yeah, that's I'm actually going on the, 9th. That's just continuing you just down tell down by our town names were from a hick place. Right? <laughs> See, I'm thinking of Redwater. the place that's on Richmond Road at the Red turn, Lick. Red Lick. At the turn up there going towards University. Like you go past Subway and Milton Sportsplex, and then oh, you when go, you keep going, no, right at that turn to the or the curve to the left that takes you to the red. No, line. that was a that was a barn place and a farming place that closed actually. It was called North Forty, um, if the one that I think you're talking about. Right, it looks, it looks like a bid red barn. They sold out, and uh, Ellis Pottery's moving over there. This is, this is like great conversation. People yeah, have no, no clue what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's yeah, a local that's, report. Like people, I'm no. sure people are curious about this place. So no, yeah, representing no representing the eight seven zero. That's uh. Speak for your own phone number. Uh, technically, my number is nine zero three. So, um, but yeah, I guess, okay, represent the seven one eight five four. There you go. That's our zip code. Yeah. What's you your know. address? <laughs> <laughs> what's the last? What's the CVC code on the? <laughs> you know, it's a real fun game. Giving me the sixteen digits that come to your mind when you look at your credit card. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, but no, okay, while we're on the topic of all this remaking stuff, one of the things I thought would be interesting to get to in terms of like the movies being remade and stuff is that some, at some point in time, things just exist for so long that you want to do something else with them. But on a little bit of a different side, um, this happens on two different ways. So like when you're looking at music and you're thinking about bands that have been around for 25 to 30 years at this point uh, are longer when you look at some of the bands that were around in the 70s who have been around for 50 years now. Isn't that nice? Um, right into the mic. Right into it. Uh, but anyway, you know, you think about those bands uh, who, so you think about the bands that are already going big and who are like people would just die to come back and see people like, oh my God. Um, Michael Jackson. <laughs> but no, you know, thinking about stuff like, um, what's, how am I Instinct, skipping Backstreet out? Boys. No, those aren't as old as what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about things that everyone knows like uh, Van Halen Queen. coming back and Queen, if if they were still around to be able to do it. And then there's um ACDC still doing shows and right, stuff like Led that. Zeppelin, Led, Led, yeah, exactly. Like that. Bands that have been around forever that everybody knows at this point because they're just that much in, ingrained in our history. But those, so those bands exist and they have a kind of a different way of going about them. A lot of them went away and stopped doing albums and then came back doing shows and everybody loves it. But then because of where we are now and the way that bands are monetized and stuff, holograms, bands get really weird because you have bands like, um, um, Lord, how am I forgetting all these band names right now? The taking the tracing back roots band. Oh, we came as Romans. Yeah, we came as Romans. You know, their singer died. Right, uh, Kyle. And whenever they're going through, it's like I know that some people are like, "Well, are they going to keep going? So they'll never be able to replace Kyle. He's a big part of their thing. They're going to replace Kyle. And it comes to one of those things. Well, either they're they're going to replace him, or they're just going to leave the other guy who's already been who'd already started dabbling and taking over clean vocals to some extent to just do it all at this point, right? Uh, as much as possible. I mean, that's the thing is that like they, I think they've already confirmed they have a new album coming out soon. Oh yeah, I'm sure they do. But when you he look can't at just it, stop. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying is that that's why well, some he, people are, are expecting well, what, what to quit are you making music. With the read. oh, so you know, one of the things that happens there is I know some people are like, well, they should just hang the hat up and go about their business. But I'm like, if you think about who these people are, and they're a great example for it. We came as Romans literally started when they were teenagers, right. got signed when they were teenagers, I think Kyle was put 16? their first al- album out when they were all 17 or 18 or something. Yeah. You know, and well, it's Kyle like, was the youngest of them all, if I remember correctly. I don't know about that for sure, but either way, it's like their entire work life, every single bit of what they've done with their career, has all been at this music thing. It's, this is the biggest they've ever gotten. They got really lucky, and they're riding the wave. But what are they supposed to do? So he passes, and they're supposed to just kind of go back down and say, "We're not going to do music anymore. Maybe we can start another band that may never be as popular. Maybe we won't be able to make enough money to keep the lifestyle up that we have." Do you do that route, or do you go well? We make enough money and we can kind of keep going and, you know, to keep the band name around. We put something out. We make enough money to keep going. Uh, and this is just our job. We get to keep touring forever. And it's like, that is what they do for a living. That is not the same as these other things where it's like, you look at bands that are still coming out with new CDs. And thankfully, weirdly enough, with Slipknot, they only have five CDs at this moment. They'll have six soon, but they've been around since 99. That's really not that many of them. No, the self-titled came out in 99. Right. Iowa was 2001. Okay, that makes um, more sense. And then 2004 or five, I think it was four was volume three. And then 2008 was, uh, yeah, it was 2004. And then 2008 was all hope is gone. And then the long gap between 0.5. Um, but we were looking at a, it was a mosquito eater, yeah. <laughs> but it probably won't even pick up on the camera. So we're all like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are these guys smoking? Uh, but you know, when, so that's a band that's a little bit of a different so, example. But you look at a band like Korn that's been around even longer than Slipknot, and they have, like, triple the albums. So are you, but you're talking about being remade. Are you talking about bands doing well, a I don't different mean name? That as much as, I, I don't mean that as much as, like, 
part of the reason I think these movies are getting remade is that people are kind of just like, they don't have, they don't know what else to do. This is kind of an idea of like, well, we have something here. We don't have the creative thing to do something that's new and really crazy. So it's kind of like when I think about Slipknot, a lot of people are like, well, they'll never, and Slipknot's just my example for the time being because it's been a recent conversation in the Discord, but it's like Slipknot themselves are the ones saying that this album's tapping back into some Iowa stuff. And it's like, they're the ones putting that claim out there. And then some of the fans are like, well, I don't care as long as it's good. Some of them are like, I want it to be Iowa, but it kind of comes across the board. It's like all bands and all fans and everything kind of get caught in this thing where it's like a band reaches a, a pinnacle. And then even if it's kind of a slow arc down, it's like, they'll never get that again. But these bands are going to just keep releasing stuff because that's it's what they, that's what they do. And it's like these people that make movies, even if they run out of ideas, are just going to remake the same movie or whatever. Cause it's like, that's my job. It's what I do. Or maybe I have, maybe I think I have a good idea, but it's just not going to be as good as what was originally due to maybe nostalgia or maybe due to my misunderstanding of what makes it a great character or whatever it be. And the same thing can be said about Sonic to an extent, because he's an existing IP that's finally getting a movie made 30 years after he came out as a character. And it's like, well, he's had more movies made just live action. Well, yeah, that, that, that's true. Specify. Well, but he's good. never had a theater movie, a theater, a theatrically released movie. I think Metasonic came out in theaters. Not that I'm aware of. Nope. And I do mean real theater release and not something where they're like, we're going to show a movie on theater that never actually originally released in theater, which happens sometimes. I'm pretty sure me Big 7 says saw it at, at Cinemark 13. Yeah, I don't know, man. But that might also be one of those things like where it's like a limited thing, like one day. Yeah, where they do something weird and like it was never week. an actual full theatrical release. They're just like, oh, we're going to show this cool thing. I don't know. But my point, I guess, to get across it is, is that all of these things exist in a, a form where there's more people than ever. There's more entertainment options than ever. You're fighting against so many things. Since so many people are being entertainers, even what we're doing right now, it's like I'm sure every one of these little conversations, I know for a fact that every one of these little conversations has been touched on by a bunch of other people. So at some point, you're reaching a point of not having something really that's truly new and interesting to say. But what you have instead is us who have never had this conversation and don't know for sure who else has had it, even though we can reasonably doubt that somebody else has had this conversation. And then what we can also do is see the people who are going to listen to this, whether or not they've heard this conversation. So regardless of whether it's been had before, have we talked about it before and have they heard it before? That's kind of like that thing. And then Slipknot and these bands coming out is like, again, it's their job. Even if they'll never reach that maximum again, or that pinnacle that fans and maybe even themselves see them like, you know, Slipknot themselves see as their pinnacle. They're just going to keep doing it because it's enough. It's a good enough release. People like it. People enjoy it. It's something they like doing. They're what they've always done and wanted to do is make music. And they're just getting to keep doing that. Well, that's the problem with these kind of <clears> like this, this, the, the, anything really like music and movies and stuff is that when you have a subset of people that are entertainers and then they make a product and then people praise the products of the Holy grail because they really, really liked it. And it becomes their favorite thing. Anything they put out subsequently after is just the worst. It's not as or good. compared to it, if nothing else. Right, it's well, never yeah. that it stands on its own. Like it's, after, it's that it's compared. After like a good example that I always go back to is after Meteora and Hybrid Theory from Lincoln Park, like that era of Lincoln Park. Anything after there, I did not like. Yeah. I liked maybe one song out of all. Minutes the rest to Midnight's of the songs. okay. Yeah, reanimation, only, bro. Well, I don't think that's all within the same. Era. <laughs> reanimation was between, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, reanimation it's, was. Yeah, that's a cool album. Well, yeah, because it came out Hybrid Theory, Animation, Meteora. Yeah, okay, that's and that terrible Jay Z crossover that everybody else like Lincoln Park and Transformers. Yeah, I I have to buy Minutes to Midnight. That's the only reason I like Minutes to Midnight is because that was a cool time frame, like nostalgia. Oh no, there's other songs on that I like. Uh, No More Sorrows, a cool song. But I'm with you. Believe it, that was terrible. They're never the same. Right. In terms of a lot of people, it's always that. I'm the same to an extent. My Chemical Romance, all stuff like that. Like 
for the most part, they change tonally when it comes to this kind of things. Directors change visually. And then there are times that when their stuff remains the same, it's just not as good. And I think that's where Sleep Mile falls in for me is that their, their tone hasn't changed that much. It's not as drastic as when you compare it but to Mike and But some people don't want it. But, well, I know, but that's I mean, the thing. Though, that's that, like, some people just want the same. You think ACDC sounded different between every <laughs> right. god-awful? Yeah, it's you know. true. And that's what I just say. Fuck I those mean, people. Let the artists do what they want to do. And I kind of agree with that. It's like, well, they're just creating and they're doing it. And some people are going to enjoy but, but, it. And but, I enjoyed it. Like, well, I, I yeah, thought point five was awesome. Do, but if people don't buy it, they don't buy it. I mean, that's kind of the... Well, yeah, but you, you shouldn't chastise somebody over anything. Oh, me or and Brad have talked about it what before. What it is, so like, they feel entitled to... It's something they like. They think everything by it needs to be great. Well, see, that's the thing. Is that like that's, It harkens back to me talking about Linkin Park. Was that like... Yeah, like I did not like their newer stuff at all. Like I didn't care to listen to it. I liked one song. And I couldn't even tell you the name of the song off the top of my head. Uh, from like one of their newer albums. But um, that's the problem, though, right? Is that if I criticize them, then I'm no longer a fan in most people's eyes. And like they won't take conversations with them seriously. But then um, if if I don't criticize them and just not buy it, like, right, they just keep making it. No it harm, no distances foul. distances me even further as a fan. Well, it's funny that you say that because me and Blaze have talked about sometimes, and I th- me and you probably had the conversation at some point, though, where, and I don't just hate on the bands for it, but I do, they do exist in my mind in this point of, like, disappointment. So, like, me and Blaze always talk about, like, Trivium. Bring in Horizon album. Well, no, nah, that one actually didn't bother that me is, as much. That's personal for me. But that's also way different. But Trivium is the go-to example. A little counter at the bottom for each time this thing wobbles. <laughs> dings, the ta- or dings the audio. Well, I'm trying to... Look, we'll cozy. get you a new one because look, the, the little disc cozy. you can get right off of there, and it just holds and it's fine. But we'll we'll, we'll get but that. Yeah, like new trivium. Sorry, Blaze, you're suffering. New trivium was like not not great, and like I mean that in like from no, but but thing is, you say that, but what was the name it, of the it, album? That's Vengeance Falls. Vengeance Falls. Oh. That is the biggest they ever been. Right. Well, that's so, what I'm saying. Is that like statistically speaking, you're wrong. Well, no. Uh, well, hey, first that's of all, their best album. My opinion. I mean, well, yeah, but that's what he's yeah, saying, though. Is that that's the weird? That's balance. the weird thing about it. I, I mean, I, I well, agree with I'm, you all day long. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Though, statistically is, speaking, well, I'm talking about it brought them in twice as many fans. I'm it's talking like about Disturbed, it at a personal level, though. When you know, Disturbed got you know they changed a bunch between albums, but they kept getting bigger and bigger. What does it matter? Well, no, I don't, I don't understand that, and that's why I'm talking about it at a personal level. Like that's why I said it distance you. It yeah. doesn't distance well, them then, for money or whatever. Just well, that's what that's what me and Brett have is our list of okay, this band stopped here. You know, yeah, yeah, Take It Back Sunday is like a big one for there's me. There's essentially two ways you can go about it. And if, if they it, have two bad albums in a row, they they don't exist to me after that. Yeah, like I just lose faith in them. And what's weird, though, is that sometimes it can do this weird thing where it takes things that you knew you loved and you stop listening to them as much because it's like they were somehow stained. And like that, you, the, the love you had of their old stuff is tainted a okay, little bit. Okay, to remember for me. Common Courtesy and then the newest, ba- ba- I don't know. Bad Vibrations. Is it Bad Vibrations? Yeah. Oh, that's a single of theirs, but... Yeah. Or a song, but yeah, like those two albums completely are terrible compared yeah. to the two albums previous to that. And I, I, I won't go back and listen to them. Yeah. They come out the new song, I'll check it out. But like, there's no way I'm getting back on the hype train I did when I was back into them ten years ago. Right, but like perfect example that's Cody and Cambria. Shout out to our little hangover. But you know, man, what's Donovan's favorite album again? The Color Before the Sun. But no, and look, I don't even want to crap on the album. This is what I'm saying though: is that album was just not for me, and I don't even think that it was ever really. Yeah, heard, and even if you look at the back, Donovan of it, got that album cover tattooed. <laughs> oh, he did. Yeah, he got tattooed. What? Yeah, and it says my favorite Coheed album, and then it's got the whole album oh on his belly. There was someone on Twitter that had you know the little cursive chest piece. It says a day to remember lyrics <laughs> <laughs> right across there. 
I'm like, man, I need more ironic. Yeah, but you know, when I think about that, it's like the the weird thing about Coheed for us was that it was going to be that thing where, like, up until the new album came out, we kind of existed in that area of like, well, we didn't really care for their color before the sun. So it's like, what happens if this album's bad? It, to us yeah. not to everybody but it's like what happened if and by I, our opinion I, it doesn't yeah. touch what we like no, about and Cody. I told you it's like well if this next album's bad then they're just on that list yeah, they'll join Slipknot Trivium and all those people that it's kind of like see but I guess my point is how often do you listen to Slipknot Trivium these days not much anymore every now and then I'm, right you know, but it's yeah. like a nostalgia driven thing it's like you put it on like oh yeah I love this because I used to love this but it's like when do you just put it on because it's like I still love this because I love this band it's like like you're saying the list is almost like a thing in your mind that happens where it's like because well, of the fact that they've fallen out of the grace so far you just stop listening to them because it's almost like listening to the old stuff makes the new stuff hurt more and again not to say that it has to be crapping on the band necessarily <laughs> but more so the fact that when you're listening to them again, it's like, even if I don't love it, I'm not trying to hate on the band, but in my mind, it is like, it's a little disappointing that this isn't as good as what well, I thought before. It's like, and I think that's the problem with that age group when we were listening to those bands. You attach your sense of identity to those dude, bands. It's true. It's true. And, you know, like how often it's like, man, I'm going to get that band. You know, but it's understandable. But as you get older and looking back, it's like, that shouldn't be what makes part of your personality but that's the same age where we were where how you dress is you dress a certain way or you collect certain things like oh this because this is who i am this is what i want people to see as part but, of it yeah but part of it i feel like you still carry that throughout your life anyway yeah. right yeah because it's well, like technically yeah. no one sees the vinyl i have but i collect them for me partially because yeah. i like to listen to them i think that they look cool i think it's a cool technology i think I'll, I'll wrap all that up it's a cool way to support physical releases from a band that you enjoy oh yeah yeah, but it, you're. I mean, yeah, you're right to an extent. I do. No, think I was that, talking about more so why it's so disappointing on those bands you've listened to from when you're teenagers because you attach yourself to those bands because, you know, that's what you were listening to when something something happened or when Homegirl did the you know broke my broke my heart. That Data Rimmer song was so good. And, yeah. Yeah, it's funny how music works like that too. But, that you go back onto like well, those memories and and some music you listen to is. And it sounds not snobby, but like your tastes evolve, and like you get learn to like some people learn to like more integral music throughout their years, and then you still have songs that you really love that are tied to nostalgic reasons that musically are bad songs. Yeah, there's a lot of songs like that, especially from like the scene emo ish oh, music that like. And depending I, on how much you are into them, <laughs> there's still like a blind spot sometimes where you're like. Even though someone else can look and say, that song doesn't fit anything else you like at all, but you like it for nostalgic reasons. I but... set my friends on fire. Oh, Lord. Who, who stole my phone? My phone. Speaking of which, okay, never mind. Mine's my phone. Here. You took it with you. I didn't take it with me. I'll go back on the, sir, <laughs> I'll go back on the video. <laughs> I'll click back on the video. Sir, so we're we can't a... do that in real time, right? Sir, we're doing a podcast. Uh... Y'all are the unprofessional ones that hit my phone, first of all. We're not unprofessional. Special. We're <laughs> dickish at <laughs> best. <laughs> Um, Thank you guys for tuning in to episode one. <laughs> Need um, a little button. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to get a little button for every time I misuse or mispronounce a word, Salt. So. Ah, oh, dude, to be fair, we're all going to do that. If you talk enough hours on t on camera. You, you also, yeah, you get your signals mixed up, mixed up with what you're trying to say. Yeah, and... it happens. But so what I was getting into is like what's all, what Blaze is talking about while you were out for a second is that the idea that like a lot of these bands that we're talking about are bands because we also happen to be young enough. That's the other thing. And everybody goes through this, right? There's a band that you attach to in your early years. Let's just say your formative years. Like, you know, from like your 10 to 
somewhere around 18 to even maybe so even Boys. early 20s, right? Yeah. There's bands that you reach into. Backstreet Boys might be one of yours. Uh, and I mean, don't wrong. I'll still NSYNC. get down to some Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. But it's my point being is that day. like definitely I think between 13 and 17 or like 13 and 18, maybe even 19 though, that you're, you're pretty much all well, your teen years. It's you attach that's when you're, stuff so well, that's heavily. What, well, those are definitive when, years of your life. Well, that's, well, it's definitely years of life because you're developing what you perceive as your sense of self. You're, yeah. you're yeah. aging, you're, you're getting some independence, you know, it's what you perceive in the moment. First as, relationships, as serious being, relationships. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you you really attach yourself to music because you know understanding loves your emotions. Well, most and, people or some people do. Yeah. Well, it's because it's some, like some people don't get that. <laughs> well, what, what are you going to well, say? It, it's like back when you had the black Ford. Oh yeah. What do you what song what band do you think of when you think about us? Metallica. Right I don't even have to no, say that. No, not even Metallica. No, no you know what I'm talking about. Coheed. What what do we play over and over? Coheed is in my mind, but it just depends on what well, you're I mean, saying. It depends past on that. which part we're I've, thinking of. I had that truck for a little while, so no, it's when, hard when to say. You, I'm thinking about Trivium was pretty. Mention someone. Holt. What do we? <laughs> when we were with Holt in the yeah, black remember, truck, you remember Under Oath? What I just had sex? Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, what is that? Uh, so that the lonely that's island. attached to your memory, just like yeah. It's just like when I had the. See, I, I just I attach memories to vehicles. Vehicles, apparently. yeah. No, I get that but too. Like I, I had, had a lot of vehicle memories in my truck when I had the Dodge, the little black um, Dakota. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> or even the blue Dakota. The blue Dakota is what I just thought you were talking slip about. Slipknot constantly Stimly. in the yard or in the yard, but you know the. The parking lot at Dude, school and teachers being like, oh, my God. The vehicle I remember the most that you had, and it's so funny, and I don't even remember you ever playing a song in it. Now, the, the, the more cell? I think about it, not the turd cell, that huge <laughs> jacked up black uh, forerunner? forerunner you had. And I think I remember it so much because it was such a piece of crap that we had to do stuff to even get it to start half the time. But it was so cool because <laughs> you can we, run over stuff. <laughs> yeah, and we go down to the gas station and you get like a uh, you get a cinnamon roll and a monster or whatever. And maybe it wasn't a cinnamon roll, yeah, but you no, get a monster. It was a, it was a, 50 cent honey bun and a monster. It was a honey bun. Okay, I almost said honey bun, but uh, but yeah, see, it's I don't remember you ever playing a song on that, but I remember no, all the music I don't you think played the radio in the blue worked one. In that. See that blue Dakota? I remember the the wreck on Richmond. Road. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Speaking of but monster, look, did you anyway. and Seth ever? I know Seth did. Did you collect monster cans too? I sure did. Oh my god. <laughs> and you know what's more funny is I almost think I don't know for That's sure. I think Seth may have started doing that because, because of me. Of you. Yeah, but there was a and I, I collected all cans. I collected Dr Pepper cans because you know they had the themed ones that were like. All the Iron Man characters. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just do that. I, I think what it was is that I always had this collector mentality to me. But up until that age, I could never afford anything that was truly and a collectible monster, item. Like you got the urban ones that are like red or whatever. Yeah. Did, and you you ever, get, did you ever do the cut the pictures out of the magazines and hang on the wall? Yes. Like the guitar, mag, the yep. ultimate guitar or whatever. Yeah, you don't, remember, dude, you don't remember my guitar room? World. Whenever the bed was against the wall, you oh, used to yeah, come no. in. Dude, it was... I remember. Yeah, that's I did I, that for like cheap video versions. game cutouts. I mean, yeah, dude. like I would I would rip a page on the Game Informer and put it up. Yeah, oh, no, dude, no, I, I, I would never do that. Now. The, I would uh, never do that. The now. Warcraft books, I yeah. had maps and stuff. See, but it goes so like once I started getting a job and had my own money and had my own because I was so poor growing up that I didn't have a big realization oh, yeah. of what was going on, like what I could or couldn't do. And then like I started realizing the things I do like about myself, which I do have a very collective personality. Part of why I like physical games so much, but it's like even things like these. I get these things framed. I don't just like, you know, some people will get a poster like that and they'll just slap it on the wall. The only poster I, don't I do have that. that's framed is the one, the Majora's Mask one that Blitz they, gave Yeah. Me. Yeah. The other so, ones are just like 
tacked up on the wall. Yeah, see, and that's what's so weird about me. If I get a poster, all of the posters I have in this house are framed. Every one that we have around here for the other I'm sets. I'm too lazy for that. Ones around the rest of the house. Tacks I, are like right there. I got to go like to a framing shop. And like, yeah, but you also ruin the picture. And it looks yeah, tacky. But <laughs> if but, I have to take it down, that's just an excuse to buy a new poster. Or I get to find it, a new poster. Yeah, but I also I think that's posters. what it comes down to for me is that it looks kind of like cheap and tacky. Well, that's now, why I've got no, I don't even... You organize it as much as possible in your room that it doesn't look bad. Well, you don't notice but it But I still, yeah, it's not as noticeable, but I still wouldn't do it myself. Yeah. Like mine, like I only have two on the wall, and they're on the back wall that are also like, that's that's not used really. Like, there's a bookshelf yeah. See, I've, that's why Ooh. I've moved away from collecting just for the sake of collecting, because I'm, I'm, you know, we, me and you both are like, I'm really obsessive. If I start trying to collect something, it's like, well, here, so, and I've, I've had to stop doing it just for the sake of that. That's why now... And also, I, okay, trying to word it right, but like, if you notice in my house, it's not just random posters anymore. It's stuff we get from a con, like tour poster from mm-hmm. a concert that's signed and it's framed and it's put up. It's something, you know, usually attached to some sort of memory, just like, because to me, it's almost like photo frames, but with different things. So I look at, you know, like my version of that yep. that I have hanging up. I yep. look at it and think about. All the stuff you know, that that concert, that entire that tour, concert yeah, that, trip, the trip in general. Yeah, it's just like it, it's a it's a form of like collecting memories and like ones that are le- you're less likely to forget. Like and for me, it's weird because like I used well, to be like that. Do you do that with collectibles though? Yeah, like see, I like I have pop figures that I'm like that you that, like you've given me. Like I don't keep pop figures around anymore. Like I throw yeah, I, I throw away I like keep, thirty of them I don't that keep, I had. I don't keep collectibles anymore, but I fell victim yeah. to one I, the other day. I think I I realistically without. What? Oh, I pre-ordered the. They're doing a new vanilla um, for classic. They're doing a 15-year collector's edition. I bought it out of because I was I was like worst case scenario. Oh, this, for World of Warcraft. Yeah, I'm like okay. wor- worst case scenario. This will end up being collectible, and I'll be damned if I I should have ordered two because I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, it comes with cool stuff. Whatever. You know, hundred bucks, not bad. Did it. Sold out right after that. I was like, oh shit. Are you playing? <laughs> and the, now uh... it's like on eBay for three hundred dollars. I'm so tempted to just be like, screenshot, edit out my info. You playing classic when it comes out? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, probably shouldn't. I get that, but I, I'm okay. Like my thing, because you see how many collectibles I have. I have a dual purpose now. One of my excuses is that we have a set to upkeep, so I can kind that of. Means I'm going to bring all my shit in storage over here. Um, I just throw all mine away. Like, yeah, I, I have a, still a couple of things. I'm going to send to Kiki. When I've I, sold a bunch of mine. When I'm not too lazy. Because I've decided that it was time. I was like, I've sold a bunch of my stuff and kind of got out of it. Let's see, that's uh, cool. And I've kept the stuff that I think is worth enough to me personally, right? Uh, but. I think, like what you're talking about, right? It's like you can get... So, like, examples of this are, like, those posters over there, like video game posters. They're not in camera, but some of them are, like, the posters that we use if you watch Triangle Squared. Um, if you watch it specifically in the set, I have a Killzone poster and I have an Infamous 2 poster I've had for a long time. But the reason that I frame those is exactly kind of what Blaze is talking about, but it goes to show the difference between what people want to attach memories to. When I see the Infamous poster, I think about memories I had while playing Infamous 2. I think one of the things, every time I look at the Infamous poster, anything that I see that's Infamous 2 specifically, I think about the time that you came over to the house when Infamous 2 came out, and you go, damn, his eyeballs look really good. That was the one thing that you said. And it's like every time I see that, that's what I think. Every time I see anything that's Resistance, I have a Resistance 3 poster in there. I think back to when I first got Resistance Fall of Man, and 
Seth was still really into Xbox at the time. I had just got my PS3. He was super against PS3. Me and Tyler McCusker were here. We were playing Resistance co-op. We were going through. I shot a window out when I was doing something. He goes, <laughs> see, the the the, bra- the glass breaking doesn't look real enough. And we were like, that's your critique on why you hate the game? And we, we messed it's with him. It's funny that I still see people reference stuff, dumb stuff like that in games. Dude, we we, we like messed with him hard age. about that. Anytime that he likes something, like, I don't know, man. The glass breaking looks pretty shitty. But that's what i mean though is that i attach memories to to even just anything i see that can make me think about something and then the memory i have attached to that is how as how it goes but i think everybody does that differently like, you know when you had all the south park collectibles does it not make you think about no. the times that you've been watching south park or no. that's just not the way that your brain no, that's, stores memories like i said mo- the reason i've quit collecting collectibles or any sort of gone more into minimalism on that kind of stuff is because a, like I said, obsessive. You know, money I'm, is a big money. One. Yeah, you realize how much money you spend on that crap that just sits on a shelf. Yeah, you know, and but no, I don't. I've, collectibles aren't really like that for me. But aside from my sure enough rare, rare Transformers that I've kept yeah. my whole life, because you know a lot of this stuff. Like if we've had it for a long time, it's different. But yeah, most of my collectible stuff I have picked up in the when I started getting more money. But a lot of these collectibles are things I had since me and you lived together. Yeah, and that's what's weird is like when you think, and that's been a long time ago. I know that nobody else knows that, but I mean that's been About eight seven years. years ago, eight years ago. Yeah. So I mean that's just collectibles are a weird thing, but money is a big thing, and that's why I've slowed well, it's not down even so much. It's Space, I mean, it's space and peace of mind because unnecessary very, attachment to things. Yeah, really see, it's, un, it's, un, it's becoming unhealthy to attach to. Space is like my biggest killer. Like I, I had to declutter my life. Like there was too much crap that I had that I was just like, this is taking up room that I like. I don't care about. And yeah, that's why. I oh man, you should you should have seen how much when I moved, how much shit I got rid of. Well, that's that's why I like moving. It's it, like, it's it's always one of the most stressful things in the it world. It forces to me, you, but to it's like that's yeah. It forces you to get rid of all the stuff you don't need. Well, yeah. it's like. It puts you in the mindset necessary to make the decision of, do I really want to put the effort into taking this, hoping it doesn't break, right, yeah. getting it back there? You, well, you don't typically up. need it if that's the case, though. Yeah. I'm no, too, it's like... just like before I moved, I had a whole room full of crap. Yeah. And you haven't been to my new house yet. It's dramatic difference between that and my old house. Yeah, like it's, it's a huge difference. Massively just minimal. And it gives you less to clean, less to work around, less things to be like... It's like these pop figures at first. It's like, oh, it's cool. You know, this set, this set. Well, now I need to complete. I need all of the Kingdom Hearts ones, Brett. You know, and then it just becomes, it's just not healthy. We all had to slow down on that. And what's interesting about that, though, is like I'm starting to take that approach. I'm, I'm letting my collector side uh, flourish for here because it serves an extra purpose. Right. And that's kind of a good way for me to be able to break them apart and say, well, look, I can fill this up. And once this is full, I can slow down. And it's like once we have a reasonable way to pull off different sets and whatnot, and we can kind of just use those. But the rest of the house, like I don't, you went into the bedroom earlier. My dresser is completely cleared off. It has a TV and alarm clock. That's it. My side table cleared off. All it literally has is underneath too more. I used to keep everything out. My my all like my deodorant, my medicine that I have to take every morning is all underneath in a hidden part where you don't see it. And I'll just pull it out. The only thing I have on there is one coaster. So if I have a drink, I can put it there. And then I have my phone charger and my Google Home Mini. Yeah. The top of my refrigerator, my mini fridge in there, has got a fire extinguisher in there just in case one ends up happening. Just so I have something there. I have a fire bat just in case I need to break a window to get out. <laughs> just in case something happens. I mean, weird situation. Break but it's... windows. Quote <laughs> well, what I was getting at earlier with how people attach, especially with these pop figures, I've always felt like people attach to these collectibles because it's, 
rep, like, oh, this represents something I like. People will see this and know I like this thing, which isn't, there's not anything wrong with that inherently, especially if you get enjoyment from it. But to me, it's like it, it comes to a point where, what does it matter if someone else knows you like that? Yeah. You know, what does it, outside, oh. in, you know, outside of your own enjoyment of having it, mm-hmm. that should be the only reason you get it is because you're excited about it. You're excited about it. It's like a tattoo. It's the way I view tattoos against, uh, opposed from you. Is that like I would never get a tattoo, or not say never, but I'm far less likely to get a tattoo than you've been because a number of reasons: value, just the fact that having them they're not as easy to get rid of if it's something you stop caring about and just kind of going to go. But it's also the thing of right. You don't get a tattoo for other people necessarily. Now you want it to look good for yourself, and because of course you don't want to be walking around someone else looking at something that looks like crap on you. But I mean, the primary reason you get a tattoo is for yourself, right? Correct. All right. And I, mean, I think most people are like that, unless you have some well, weird outer thing, like if you're a tattoo model, and you're like, well, I'm just getting a tattoo no. because it's going to help me well, make more people, money in my some career. Some of it's impulsive, and then some of it is a thing. Well, if people see this, they know. And which I got in this conversation at work the other day because some guy you know, saw the my leg, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, what does that represent? I go, oh, not shit. Yeah. I was like, one of my friends was learning how to tattoo. I let him, you know, let him do it. That's my favorite I, kind I of tattoos, well, stories, honestly. Well, that's my like whole just thing. Just going in and getting something you want without having to, like a... Well, uh, I, I told him, and I've, I've had this conversation with, with Brett a little bit, too, is that, um, what? Is that pull back a little pull bit. You were blocking bit. Sal's oh, face. We're going to figure something out. I think a, mic arms are going to be the fix. Okay. We'll get that figured out. But anyway, what I was saying was, is I, I think people give the excuse that something has, a tattoo has meaning. Just to justify, to oh, this represents how I felt that, man, you, you wanted a tattoo. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be that you, you wanted that You wanted the gratification of, you know, it, it is... You know, it gives you, it's a stimulation again, tattoo. It's exciting, it's fun, it is addicting. I mean, you shouldn't have to go th- jump through loops to justify it to other people. Be like, well, why'd you get the gnar <laughs> like me? Well, what does that mean? I wanted to, I, he has Let's boxing get, gloves, it's fucking cool. It's also, I like <laughs> narwhals. Yeah. There's I mean, a reason that this is called Nartech. We were all stupidly obsessed with narwhals. Also, because me and Blaze are very obsessive people, I think that's one of the weird things that makes our friendship work I to an odd extent. But I still want to get the narwhal tattoo that's like the galaxy inside of them. Like, it's just a, it's an outline of a narwhal with a galaxy. Yeah. I want that. If that's what you want. I'm still kind of sad it, that they've kind of been blowing up here lately. Seems like yeah, I know. before it was like, because even at, even at Leadville, I was, <laughs> I thought those were fake creatures. I'm like, no, dude, those are totally real. I'm not gonna no. lie to like when we started talking about the channel, I thought they were fake creatures. <laughs> well, dude, then we I started talking about names. I'm like, why Brett, we gonna go? Brett thought seahorses were make believe. You're a dumbass. No, this was like ten years ago. This has been a long time. I was like, ago, bro, you, you know, could say this was twenty years ago, and that barely makes it excusable. I mean, that's fine, dude. I don't care. I mean, that, that's you never watched like documentaries like in school or whatever and seen seahorses. Nope. Really? Yep. Never hey, saw. If you, if you saw a picture of one, and literally, you never heard of one, I only you'd be ever like, seen them in a cartoon. It looks like something out of fucking. It's I saw a them. sea dragon. It poops out babies. <laughs> and Pokemon did not help. Pokemon did not help at all. In my mind, I was like, okay, yeah, this is a mythical creature that they've decided to make Wasn't something all in there. one, like, designed against, like, real things, though? Yes, but I didn't... Oh, yeah. well, no, not necessarily, because what the hell is Tangela? An ivy bush. Huh? An ivy bush. Why would it be ivy if he's, like, tentacles? It, it's a Tangela. It's, a, like, he's a bush. I, I mean, I guess it looks like Tangle of, like, What's vines. Jinx? Jinx? <laughs> Blackface. What's Porygon? Porygon is computer data. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like a. That's like okay, a, but what I mean is that. But those okay, but computer data is not a physical thing you see out in the in the wild. It's a three D render. So, you, but you get what I'm saying. But, it's like there are but things they're that digital exist. creatures that go into. A, Don't get me wrong. I'm an idiot. They exist. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, is that that's just what's. You never know, but. 
yeah, narwhals are not. It's not surprising to me when people go, "Those are real." And I like to give them stupid other things. Like, did you know that the horn is one of their teeth? teeth? Yeah, that's all. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> a tooth? How did it become a horn? That's the mystery. That's what makes them mythical. Do you this know has that been they very rambly? Yeah, it's okay. well, that's a podcast. Rambly to know us. I hope they I hope they enjoy it because this is pretty much every episode is going to be about. <laughs> I'm not even going to buttercoat it. Like that's it. Buttercoat. Butter <laughs> <laughs> I like to give my pop tarts a good butter coat. <laughs> who said that, Corey? <laughs> no sugar coat, butter coat. Who, who said butter? Who who coats their pop tarts in butter? That's Family Guy, dude. No, I no, think somebody, no, no. somebody, like somebody mentioned that. I think I, it was Corey. Yeah, Corey. Corey, let us know. Yeah, tell me why you do that and um, how you do that. Like, do you coat it in butter, then you put no, it in the... No, you, you put it in the toaster and you spread the butter on it after it's hot. Yeah, that would be... Or you don't of... eat pop tarts because it's fucking chemicals that are... <laughs> Oh, no, it, never it lives inside. <laughs> you, I love Pop-Tarts. I guarantee dude. you can leave one out in a safe and it'll be there 20 years later. I'll Calm down, a, Lauren. You I'll, sound like, Lauren, did you know that they leave the McDonald's? People who believe that stuff are McDonald's stupid. is fucking delicious, Lauren. <laughs> so are Pop-Tarts. No, this is the funny part. It's you that, know, this was you know smoking? You're so, you're so unhealthy. You drink soda and then you go and eat McDonald's. <gasps> I went to a health store and they had a they had right. a double cheeseburger from McDonald's that had sat out for two years and they lift it up and there's not a single thing wrong with it. It looks just like it came out of the package. And I, and then she turns around and then smokes Oops. like three packs of cigarettes at once and hey. it smells like a chimney. Not trying to derail this. Went to the store and got one of those delicious Coke Zeros, right? Okay, yes. And I was like, Jess, you want a drink? She gets a drink and she starts reading, in, you know, how she is. She reads the label. This has a Sparta me in it. She can even <laughs> pronounce it right? No, I, and I go, no, it has a Sparta you in it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. A Sparta me. Man, and then I can't, I'm not even going to say the, what I said after that because it just makes me sound mean. <laughs> People kill me. Like, everything nowadays causes cancer. The preservatives in McDonald's oh, no, can't hamburgers hey. keeps them good for two weeks. Like, just eat what you want to. Like, no. maintain a healthy diet. Like, don't get kidney stones or liver, like, well, Where do you think that shit comes from? Huh? Nothing. You said something about where bacon comes from? Where, where do you think, think that shit comes from? Come from? And where well, do you I mean, think yeah, these cell if you eat McDonald's from? every single day high, for every single day. your body was designed to process acid? Don't get me wrong. I drink soda. There's nothing wrong with having a soda every now and then. But do you really think it's good for you? No. You, anything, I'm not saying it's anything good for outside you. Of I'm, probably, just saying, I'm just saying eat what you want to. Like, mm. within healthy reason. Like, well, don't, don't that, you can't say within healthy reason because yeah. nothing's within There's healthy God, reason. God, dude, oh love... no, you you could eat one McDonald's meal a week and be fine. That's not gonna hurt. See, but, okay, you say that, but what do you eat the rest of the week? Food you make at home. What what do you eat the rest of the week? Anything you make. I put, pizza, I put pizza rolls in the ovens. What, what do you make? Okay, <laughs> but why would a hamburger? Where, how's the meat handled? How's the bread yeah. handled? Is it bread processed? Shit, if I know, I know it ain't bad. But what he's getting at is that. That's such a wild factor. Like you, Dude, you can have grass fed beef, well, or you can have the pe- the br- that's the problem, pucks, though, right? Is that meat like, flavored hockey pucks they put in the fr- freezer? But that's section. the problem. How do you know? Oh, you know? Oh, no, you, well, that's you the don't. Thing. You trust the label as much as you can, and then right? I, and you just get with somebody, and you go. So I the, feel like I trust this company. So, so say you trusted a company, and then they come out five years later, and, and it wasn't all to be. What's the point of like worrying about it that much? Like, well, no, it's just being mindful about what you're putting in your body. And again, it's the intent. I'm not, I'm your not intent saying going don't be it. mindful. I'm just saying, like, if you go and you eat a McDonald's <laughs> hamburger every once in a while, you're not going to yeah, die I, because the two-week preservative. This is, is coming from people that literally just went and ate Wendy's and ice cream. But well, well, I know, but I just like those that, kind of people that say, yeah. like, like hypocrites like that, that, yeah. that do say, like, oh, well, you don't know what you're putting in your body. Everything has cancer nowadays. 
Well, I'm well, glad that I'm, everybody's going to I'm pretty sure your cell phone in your, if you're going to go by that. Yeah. Your cell phone in your, put next to your brain and by your There you go, microwaves. Naughty you know, in bits. my brain. Real, real talk, <laughs> almost every time I drive, I slide my phone underneath my ball sack. Yeah. So and I, and I, I do that forever. Like, just and I start it. thinking, I'm like, am I going to mutate my balls? I thought it was like the. Uh, but no, real talk, I, I am thinking, I'm like, could that cause testicular cancer? But then again, my, my reason I haven't really stopped it, I was like, oh, what's no, different dude, for it being under my ball sack versus on top Especially of my leg? Well, that's the thing. It's like, why, like, why, like, why worry about this kind of stuff? Like, I understand, like, oh, it might be bad. Like, like, this is not something I will ever you, worry about. You have to live as comfortably as you know. And if you want to be mindful of certain things, because you can be you're, mindful of certain things, yeah. yeah. But like, that's the thing is that it, it's everything you hear about. Every news article coming out is like cancer, cancer, cancer. Like, my favorite part is oh, in two, it, two months later on it. or two years I later. They go, that's oh. why I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> See, the biggest thing about science and doctors is like nobody can even. <laughs> Back tenfold had those doctors. <laughs> but no. Okay, you stick pins in people. and What I mean is specifically when people are talking, if you, I mean, I know everyone has had to hear this by now to where you're talking to somebody and you crack your knuckles. And you're like, doctors say you shouldn't crack your knuckles because it's going to cause you arthritis. And then you can see somebody else go, actually, they say that you're releasing gas that builds up in your ring. It's actually good for you. And it keeps the pressure off your joints, which helps deteriorate or helps not deteriorate deteriorate your muscles yeah, and that's cord. a long sentence to do a mock voice then yes gotta, it is you gotta, you gotta <laughs> cut them down but my out. point being is that when that happens it's like in every single thing, i pop my knuckles like crazy and then my entire life i've heard literally the majority of my childhood it was that's bad for you it's going to give you arthritis by the time i was a teenager that's good for you it's going to help you by the time i right, was back into working it's, it's not good for it's you it's not going to work seriously worry about like did you know like i've read this multiple times through multiple different places that sitting too close to TV isn't as bad for your eyes as people make it out to be. No. Nope. It's just literally get your ass away from TV so your parents can see it. Yeah. And it's the same with like the dome light. How many, how, how old were y'all and when y'all realized having your dome light on your car was legal? I still don't know if it's legal. It's legal. But it's I don't worry about light. it. It's a map light. I don't worry about it's it. It's just your parents told you having that light you know, in the car well, is you illegal. you can't fucking see, Saul. That's yes, you the can. Point. No. Have you tried to drive with that thing on? I've, I've done that multiple times when I've been like uh, like having Annie look at something Older in Older car. cars, way worse. Newer cars that use low yeah, directional LEDs. There's a difference between LED But it's not illegal. They just didn't want you to have the light on yeah, in but, the car. Yeah, see? We'll how how much do you go through your whole life? Off. Thinking huh? that something's wrong and it's not. Well, yeah, it's You'll, it's. it's and what's, oh, and, and and okay, you'll see as when you whenever you have kids, if you ever have kids, never having kids. Okay, but just say for the sake of the argument, you'll you'll see the stuff you tell them that's not real, but that doesn't hurt to say. But it's to like the light thing. The park doesn't close at a certain time. I just don't want to drag my ass to the park and take. You know? Well, the park does close it. Actually, See, dark. I actually tr I'm, I'm I try not when they to find do out that. Chicken nuggets and chicken, the animal, are the same thing too. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a weird thing. I try not to do that as much as possible, even when Kyrie brings up stuff because I'm not religious, of course, and she goes to church with mom, and just because she wants to. And I had to really, for a long time, I kept her away from it. But then when she was actually able to tell me, I want to go to church with Nanny, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? I don't believe necessarily that it's great for her to go there and be told these things that. She's going to believe wholeheartedly because she's young, and that's just what happens when you're naive. Big jump. And it doesn't mean that it has to be wrong. But Go, yeah, big going jump. from car lights to, well, this is why I don't know about but church. But my point being is that, like, <laughs> she said something the other day. It's like, sometimes I just got to not say anything. Like, I don't, I don't try, well, I try not to lie to her. So, like, another example is when we go to Chick-fil-A or when we drive by it, if she goes, can we go to Chick-fil-A? I don't go, no, Chick-fil-A is closed unless it's Sunday or they are closed for some reason. Oh, well, yeah, no, but, that, that's know. different. I'm talking about stuff like the dome light. You don't, you know. 
it, it makes it hard to see while you drive. But no, I guess a good example that actually goes towards what you're talking about is some things that you lie to help you. But this is more of a thing. Kyrie was getting really scared to go to bed by herself because she thought there was monsters. Uh, and I had to literally go get an empty there. bottle of spray and wash and just hand it to her. I said, here's monster spray. And we sprayed her whole room down before we went and laid down. And she laid down and I said, you grab it. Now, if anything comes towards you, you spray them and it makes them disappear. And she... If, I swear to God, if we if I thought there was monsters in my room, and then you gave me the option of if a monster comes at you, just spray it. I'm like, why is it coming at me? We just sprayed the room down. No, dude, no, but it's it worked. A repellent. It worked. It, uh, actually, that would not have worked what, on me as a kid. What I told her was, they shouldn't come at you at all because we protected the whole room. But just in case, if something happens, and then I said, but they won't. <laughs> Here's the non millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, yeah, just in case. I was like, if something happens, I was like, but they won't. They, they'll see that you have that bottle and they'll stray away because they don't want to get hurt. And she's, she thought it was awesome. She was like, I have the power. And it's like, that's a that's lie you, I needed to do. That's when you go in the next night dressed in a Halloween costume and you fuck your daughter's life up. Okay. <laughs> Perfectly <laughs> said. No, uh, that, that's sentence. <laughs> that's when you go in a costume. You also put a oh, weird pause. Whoa, whoa, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> but listen. What? The members in our tag do not endorse. <laughs> the way that you did the sentence, you said. No, 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 don't, no, no. Don't even repeat it. I, I if can't. he can't figure that, no one, if he can't figure that out, no one's going to help him. Uh, anyway. Get it. What did I we'll talk about we'll it later. We'll talk about it off. No. But that, that's when you go in. Your, that's when you. That's when you go in there and you scare the shit out of your daughter. Be like, like look okay. at you. There you go. Yeah, but We're sentence, all sentence, sentence phrase better. Yeah, a lot better. What are you even saying? You, you had a porn title going. <laughs> <laughs> what is what, what? What are you saying just then? Sentence. The way you. That's when you go in and fuck your daughter's <laughs> life up. I didn't have a pause in yes, there. Yes, you did. Did I really? Yes. <laughs> oh, whoops. Now we had to repeat it on camera. camera. We do not bleep, endorse. <laughs> and bleep that out. Yeah. Well, incest. Not not to bother. <laughs> my, <laughs> what? Not to bother my daughter's four years old. <laughs> Oh my god. We gotta edit this out. No. You did it. You're the dumbass. Yeah, I didn't do it at all. Y'all the one that took it out of content. We're gonna have a dumbass hat? No. <laughs> you go, you Dude, it. yes, we need a dunce hat for the show and if somebody says something overly stupid, we have to wear the hat. It wasn't overly stupid. stupid. Y'all the ones that made it overly no. stupid. No. Look, that's how we learn to process our it, sentences it's not, better. It's not stupid, We're kidding. So it's ignorant. But anyway. <laughs> Dude, that, I, Kyrie already thinks about that though. She watched Coraline. <laughs> <laughs> She thinks about whether or not we're going to come in and mess with her, right? Oh, we got to edit that out. Like, we're, we're going to edit that out. We're not going to edit anything out, Saul. Just calm down. Listen, Kyrie, Kyrie watched Coraline. Go, grab me one, too. Kyrie watched Coraline because Billy, my stepdad, was watching her with Cadence. And Cadence is so young that she doesn't understand the point of Coraline, so it's uh, not scary to her. I have a funny but story But Kyrie was watching it, and she was watching it, and so... Kyrie understands it. What's going on? She understands that Coraline is going and that she was being bad or whatever. Her parents weren't in and she thought her parents didn't love her anymore. And that's what led to this thing. So then right. Kyrie came home and she was telling me all this crap. She, I didn't know that she had watched it. My mom was like, I told Billy not to let her watch it. Maybe she remembered when me and you were talking about it. I was like, I don't think so. She told me the whole plot of the movie. But more importantly, it got to the point where she was like, "Do you are you a mommy? If I don't listen to you and mommy, are you going to be mad and not love me anymore? And I said, no, Kyrie. Then she looked me dead in the eyes after we went through this long conversation about it. And she goes, you and mama are not going to go get buttons and put them on your eyes to try and scare me, are you? I was like, damn, kid already knows <laughs> that we have a fucked up sense of humor in this house. Coraline, I've never seen it, but like um, one of my favorite things in the world that I think back on too. It's like whenever I was working at the mall uh, in in Journeys, we had we would work through Halloween or whatever, and it'd be like hello, it'd be like costume day or whatever. That people would come in and they would have their kids dressed up, and you give them candy and stuff. 
and try to like sell them shoes. But <laughs> there was a kid, a girl that walked by the store, and like you know how like the, every mall in the world they have glass panes yeah. that that you see in through to see through the mall. Well, like she walked past Journeys, and like there are two pillars that separate a glass pane, and she looked into Journeys and she started screaming. But there was only me and the store manager in Journeys, and I was in the stock room. So, like, I, like, peeked my head out, like, what is going on out here? And our store manager's out there. She did not realize who she was in the costume as. And she saw her reflection in the glass, and it scared her. And she was freaking out. So, who was she? Coraline? She was Coraline, yeah. Why would she freak out? Because Coraline's not even a creepy-looking person. I don't know. Listen, I had nightmares at Jurassic Park when I was younger. Like, I'm, well, Jurassic I, Park's scary. Yeah, you want to eat a T-Rex eating the I shit remember, out of you? I remember them watching that when it came out. I was like, but, no, no, like, I threw a fit. I went to go see it in theaters when I was, like, four, I think was when it came out. I don't but um, great special effects for how old that movie yeah, is. Yeah, like I got, yes. I, I was one of those kids that screamed just so they had to take me out of the theater. And then we had it on VHS at my aunt's house. <laughs> His dad was like, "You little bitch." <laughs> it was actually my older brother who took me. Uh, oh, it was RC. Yeah, and, RC was like, "You little bitch." <laughs> and uh, so, like, we we got it on VHS and we were at my aunt's house. And like, I remember it came up and I was like, "Oh no, this is that movie!" And I started screaming. When I saw Velociraptor. And my aunt, she picked me up and was like carrying me back there to one of the back bedrooms. It was just dark. <laughs> and it scared the hell out of me. And I was like... No, you remember I, the Jeepers Creepers back in the day? I, I loved yeah. that movie. I was a little old, like older for that movie when it came out. That sure. It didn't scare me as much, but that was a good movie. Like uh, it did creep me out. The concept scared me. No, you know, it creeped me out. Like the whole under church thing, like all the bodies stitched on the wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But that was in my, that mm-hmm. was in the age, my age uh, range of like... Going to Blockbuster and trying to find horror movies and just renting them. And I rent it Based there. off of what the the cover looked like? Yeah. <laughs> found a lot of, like, softcore pornos that way. <laughs> like, that's what a lot of, like, 90, late 90s to early 2000s horror movies were. And they let you rent softcore porn? Well, that was my, my parents. Like, I, like, oh, I, they, I didn't, they, I didn't, they didn't know either? No, I'm saying the horror they, movie they, had so many sex scenes in it, it might as well have been softcore porn. No, they had softcore you. porn on Blockbuster. No, they did. I know, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah there was a part. Yeah, there was a totally yeah, a women's parts of the Caribbean movie they had when I worked there that every now and then someone rent. It was they, always the younger. They, like, they, like, that you nabbed whenever it closed, right? What? No. Oh, dude, that was a. I forgot you worked there. Yeah, you got to rent movies like the new movies. We get them like a week before the movie would re- release, and you can check them out. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Probably a lot better than checking out GameStop. They gave us tons of restrictions on that. Except the oh, game's that's... in the back. Why can't I just get it? I'm gonna buy it. It's so, my game. So, as a GameStop person who checks out a game, it's a new game, right? Yeah. When they get it back, is it oh, used? Yeah. No, they sell it as new. And that's oh, why, that's that's why up. you don't. That's why you don't ever accept the open games. Yes. That's fucked up. Like, yes. you're going home and you're playing that game, and it's been in somebody's system, yes. and then they take it back. I would ne- yeah, but I never did that unless the game had already been out, and I'd try and do it when it was used, or if we already had, or I'd try and do it with a copy that was out on the shelf. That's that illegal, right? Like, that would, can't be. That technically doesn't fit under a new anymore. It's been open and used. I, I, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, because it's not even illegal. Of, At that point, it's that even if it's like that, GameStop warrants it as if it were new, so that's what matters to the law. Because it's the display quote. Because usually that's what it is. It's open. To They're copy. all displays at that point, right? No, because there's a copy that goes out with this with the disc taking out, so that you can actually physically pick the case up and look at it. And then when you go to the back, you get the thing, and that's why they put that sticker around the thing to seal it. That's what GameStop denotes as new. So when they let us check a game out, it's, and then they do it, and then we then they sell it again, then what happens is that they put that seal on it and they say this is new. But if you take that sticker off, then you've opened the new game and it's no longer able. That's to That's not what denotes as new, though. Right? I know like, it's, it's GameStop, by it's, GameStop's it's, law. Yes, yeah, that's not law. That's policy. I mean, but. By GameStop's all it matters is does GameStop consider yes, it new if you bullshit. have a problem? Well, no, that, but the thing is, isn't there 
consumer protection laws that say like this item has been used it cannot be redeemed deemed as new hey, no no that's you, fraud. no okay no, it's not you fraud. go to a clothing store and you buy a pair of pants that pair of pants could have been returned and worn already yes. I mean, but that's the thing, though, is like, that's why you can't wash clothes when you take them back, because they're not supposed well, to make it back on the rack, right? Yeah. That's the employee's fault. Mistakes like that happen. <clears throat> but when you run a business <clears throat> where you're selling new games and employees can check out, take home and play you're, these games. Yeah, but hold on. We agree with you. It's bullshit. We're just telling you what it was. Well, and I'm, and I'm also telling you that as far as GameStop goes, it's, there's not, it's not about law, because... As well, long as GameStop treats it as a new game steal, even if it's been open, that's can't. all that matters. Like, so are you saying <clears> that I could go to Walmart and take out a lawnmower and go mow a yard with it, clean it, and then treat it like a new item and it's a new item? No, it's a little differently. A, did you mess it up? Is it dirty? Is it notable that it's been played? I mean, if I cleaned it real well, right, and everything? I mean, Maybe. And you might be, you might get away with that, and then I might buy it and never know, and it would but be the, nothing. That's different. a pro of working at GameStop. Imagine if Walmart. But, well, everybody... technically, you can do that. You can go to Walmart. You you can go to Walmart, buy something, do that, and return it, and then somebody else would get it. They don't do that though. They don't put it back on the shelf mm. unless they, of course, announce it as returned, damaged, defected, or displayed. Yeah. But what happens in GameStop is that, as far as it goes, because it's not like an item that has a warranty from the manufacturer. Instead, anytime you buy a new game, it's warranted as a new game from the person that you sold it, or from the company that sold it to you. So in this spot, GameStop would come here and what they would do stupid i get it but this is a, well this is their clear this is why they do it they sell you the game and as long as you don't remove Just that Saul's day as, as long as you don't remove that sticker they'll, they'll they'll let you return it as a new game and get your full money back if you remove the sticker but there's something wrong with the game then you can bring it back up and they'll give you another copy but they don't do that for new right yes all like, of that works so, so, for if new. I, so if i bought a new game mm -hmm. opened it up mm -hmm. took it home and played it and didn't like it what are my return options? No, you can't return it as that. Yeah, you're, you are right on that thing. So you why can't do return it as to do that? Because as far as GameStop's concerned, they know they're getting it back. But there has to be some kind of uh, like consumer protection law against that, right? Like I'm talking about. I'm not talking about GameStop policy. I'm talking about a, No, because we're not buying law. the game. That's the other thing. We're yeah, not, we're not buying the game. I'm not, not buying a lawnmower I take home and use. I'm not buying a T-shirt <laughs> I take home and use and wash for one night and then bring it back if I worked at Walmart. And put but also, those, those companies don't let you take clothes home just to wear and then come back. Right, because they know that's, that sounds illegal, doesn't but it? But it's also or because you, you're going to wear it. I mean, it's... A, I don't know. You might be able to check games out from Walmart. I don't know if you work in the electronics section. It just sounds section. so unethical to take a game from GameStop and... Me playing a game has no bearing on whether or not it will work. But as it has as, a bearing on whether or not it's new. I mean, technically speaking, but as long as GameStop still warrants the game is new... But why, but why are they allowed to warn a game is new that you've taken home, opened up, and played, and brought back? Because as long as... if When they resell it, and they seal it, and they sell it to somebody and says, this is new, if the person gets home and there is something wrong with it, then GameStop says, you can bring it back. We still... Even though it was opened and technically used by an employee, we'll still act like it was new and that didn't happen, and we'll replace the game for you with a sealed copy if that's your request. And actually, you don't have to buy a copy that's been opened. If, if whenever you go to buy bullshit. the game, if you see them it putting is. a sticker on it, you can say, "Imagine you were I don't 30 want minutes that away from GameStop. You got home and you realized there was a nickel on the inside of your brand new disc that mm -hmm. the employee did." Um, now the other thing is, the disc was supposed yeah. to be checked in. They're supposed to be checked in, cleaned. If there's anything uh, wrong with them, if there's anything defective on them, but this is also over in like ten. This is like ten years ago. Now I think I'm sure it, they still do it though. Uh, I don't know. So it depends on. You the, can still check games out, but they. I think they have to be used. I think they may have changed. That's what I'm saying. I don't know for sure. But anyway, that's your GameStop story for the day. Me and Blaze both worked at GameStop. Right. I'm surprised you never did, considering that you, most of your friends have worked there. Justin asked me to one time. Did that's he? That's when I worked at Journeys, and I didn't want two jobs, and I, I didn't want to leave Journeys and go work at GameStop because I'd make a little bit less money. Because mm -hmm. I think you only said I'd like eight hours a week. Me and Blaze were living that two-job life for a long while. 
No, I liked having <clears throat> I liked having like twenty hours and then having the rest of the week off. Yeah. Oh, trust me, me and Blaze like that too. Definitely when we're Blaze really Scarlet. young, living in a in the country, out in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. But um, anyway, I think this is a good spot to end it. I don't yeah. feel like there's anything else coming. That's you know, this is a good flows ended. Now, one thing I will say is that even though we're going to be teasing this on Friday, so we are going to put the teaser up for this this coming Friday. We're recording on what is this, the twentieth or the nineteenth? Um, <laughs> what? I just keep thinking back to that. Oh, Lord. Anyway, nope. if this is the 19th, so what we're going to do is we're going to tease the podcast on Friday, and patrons will go ahead and get the episode uh, early on Monday. That's what we'll do for patron releases. You trying to pick my nose? Yeah, I'm trying to pick <laughs> Video people are going to just love this one. Well, it's also, it's also funny. Oh, yeah. With me <laughs> fidgeting with this thing the whole time. Well, the no, whole I was talking about the fact that we brought up incest porn earlier. Oh, my God. <laughs> No one, no one brought that up, Saul. Yes, you we did. did. We were at Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> so you subconsciously brought it up? No, no, no. I'm just He's turning about it. First of all, that's not incest. That's stepbrother. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess there's a fine line there. It's not, you're not married. There's no oh bad Oh, my God. <laughs> Does incest have to be blood-related? I really Wait, hold on. If you're adopted. That's a, good, that's a good place to end it. Well, they sure did do a hard, a hard cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that said, uh, I guess this is the first episode of Dickish at Best. So, and please come back for episode two. <laughs> Let us know what you do and don't we're, like about it, and we will. It's a learning we'll process. See. We're trying. Yeah, we're going to get a little bit better at this. I hope. Saul's also, not trying. This was fun. I don't care. Like I said, the biggest goal of this is just a reason for us to sit around and bullshit with each other, and I feel like we succeeded gratefully in that. And if nothing else, if that transfers over to whoever is watching and or listening, then we're doing okay. So. But with that said, it's time to move on to the patron backers. So we'll see you next episode. Thank you. Bye. Thanks to our patrons, Chad V, Dan Barber, Josh Jarrell, Matthew Green. My name is Dan. Douglas Below. Oh, oops. I don't have the microphone on this. So it doesn't matter. I'll just let it go for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because we, we were messing that up on track Oh, oops, it's going. I see it right there. <laughs> okay, Sean Santarude, Eric McAllister, Matt Sycamore, Shadowist, Stephen Salazar, The Stonard, Travis Below, Blake Popes, Eduardo Palomino, Stefan Swanland, Coy Live, Philip Laguerre, Corey Hickerson, Brian Donovan Williams, Justin Rowe, William, also known as Digital Spooker, Derek Porter, Josh Ayers, and Thomas McKinnis. If you'd like to support us, you can do so by going to the link in the description below or patreon.com slash nartech. Thank you.